Welcome back, folks, to episode 39. I said that kind of loud, but we're starting this episode on a loud note. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, we are, despite the lateness of the evening, and we're recording on a Saturday Ooh. rather than a Wednesday. Yes. Because Wednesday, I, well, you know, I'm driving yes. now and uh, putting in nine-hour workdays, and it makes me mighty tired. Ooh, yes. So I came home from work. Your and... legs must be throbbing when you get home. <laughs> that's not the only thing that's throbbing. Oh, Step, bro. Lord. Oh, Step, bro. <laughs> Uh, Inappropriate. Episode 39. Yes, I'm Noah Alvarez. I'm Jacob Fanshaw. You're listening to the front row seat, motherfucker. And for you Spotify users out there... Um, show us on your warp. Wrapped. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah show us on... Show us... Show us your wrapped! <laughs> Not your titties, but your wrapped. Yes. Because I think I would really enjoy seeing... I was... Um, let's talk about that just for a second. Uh, Noah does have that poem that Mac gave, that scary word, trust. <laughs> and he's going to... Read that inside. Before in anything happens during this episode, it will be read before we jump into anything and everything. But um, above all else, I just want to talk about Spotify really quick. Yeah. Um, I was, again, the top 0.05% of listeners for Led Zeppelin. Again. Wow. Led Zeppelin is my number one. Again. At yeah. Led Zeppelin, send me some fucking merch. Come on. Come on. <laughs> You're basically keeping the, the I, Led I, Zeppelin's I'm keeping, in, in business. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I am keeping Are they even alive? Uh, well, John Bonham's dead. John Paul Jones, I believe, is still alive. Robert Plant is still alive. And Jimmy Page. So basically, so you're three keeping, out of four. You're keeping a lot of their kids and grandkids happy. I'm also just trying to spread the love of music to of course. The, of course. the youngins, but they refuse to listen. Yeah, Led Zeppelin's very, you know, dare I say it, boomer generation music. Boomer. Uh, nah, I, I don't know. It's definitely, what hurts me is that it gets put in those categories of dad rock, but we're, we're going to get too far off the subject of that. Right. Point is, though... I think my oh shit. I can't even remember my top five. I can give you, I can give you some. Pull it up. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, I, I can. give you my top five oh, yeah, while okay. you look for your okay. top five. Well, I know Led Zeppelin was one. J Mac is five. Okay, <laughs> J Mac was five. Led Zeppelin is one. Shout out to the J Mac. The Doors are somewhere in there. I think they're probably at three. The Doors. Yeah, the Doors. Interesting. Yeah, I love me the Doors. I listen to. I a like lot the door of the handles. The. Nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, All right, know. my top five. Isaiah Rashad. Well, we which can't I, have nice things. Hey, turn the volume off, fucker. Uh, uh, oh, turn it's the like, volume uh, 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 Come on, uh, Okay, I don't want to get. Yeah, I don't want to get. Uh, oh, Isaiah Rashad's my number two. So one is Zep. Rashad is two. Chuck Berry is three. Damn. The Doors at four, and then J Mac at five, and then my top songs were <laughs> the Wonton song, which is a Led Zeppelin song. In the Light, which is a Led Zeppelin song. Four Sticks, which is a Led Zeppelin song. Headshots for the Locals, which is Isaiah Rashad. Yes. And rounding off at number five is Move On Up, some Curtis Mayfield. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this man has range. I mean, granted, he started off with the Led Zepp, but I, I feel like going from Rashad then back to Chuck Berry, that's some fucking range. I that's, listened, that's a rangy man. I listened to 36,694 minutes of podcast and music and mm-hmm. self-help and self-sleep uh, things, and nice. my top genre was classic rock. Hell yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's... Good for Jacob Fanshawe. Yeah. That, I, I enjoy... Uh, I enjoyed my Spotify wrapped. Yeah. It lets me know I'm consistent two years in a row. I, I stick with what I know. Yeah. My... I don't have my top artist from last year on the top of my head, but... Top artists for 2021, Isaiah Rashad at number one, J. Cole number two, three, Nas, four, Code of the Friend, very mm. wholesome rapper, and number five is Reason. And I feel like that's very, I feel like Rashad, I was kind of surprised to see him at one, but it's probably because he, be, he dropped that album this year. 
Which I and feel like is totally under like no one even talked about it. Yeah, the house, the house is, burning. is burning. It's, it's fucking phenomenal. Sick. Yeah, hell yeah. And that's the reason why I'm sure he's at my number one, and everyone else seems on par. What was the one song that you had? Um... Repeated over and yeah, over again. Yeah, dude, mine was the Wonton song, and I played that forty-three fucking times. Forty-three? That's nothing. <laughs> okay, so get this. That's a lot, dude. It, no. Well, I mean, well, I, maybe in comparison to others people's. Let me show you mine. But you know what my I most listened to, to song is? Forty-three song to play a song forty-three times is that's a lot. Get get guess what my most listened to song? Okay, was. I'm gonna guess the artist. I can't. I couldn't possibly. The artist guess from Orange this. County that I've had on the podcast. Oh, Doughboy Tony. Wow. Oh, I saw it. I saw oh, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, in these times. Yeah, that yeah. surprised me, to be honest. And not, it, not because Double Tone, that's a very catchy song. I just... Yeah, I was surprised it got my top, and I got it played 92 times. That's Fuck. why I said, when you said 43, that's nothing. Fuck. But get this. That's 50 more than me. Holy shit. Get this, buddy. I thought 92 times was a lot. I met someone this over this past week, or like a, a person at work. They had listened to their favorite song. 314 times. Oh my god. 314 times. I was like, god damn, that's almost every day of the year. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Holy crap. Right? But, Jesus. <laughs> so, that's nutty. Yeah. So my top songs were obviously In These Times to, by Doughboy Tony and Frosty. So shout out to both of them, both Orange County artists. Um, shout out to the local artist. Uh, after that was Faded in the Moment. It was actually a Domo Genesis song yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard uh, from 2016 that just somehow, I, I think I was going through some things really and during the summer and, and that song really spoke to me. So that's why I played it so many times. Dedicated to Funk by a bunch of local LA artists. I actually saw them live perform this song and I thought, wow, this song goes really hard. And then I put it on my iPod and it's a, it's a car slapper. You know what I mean? I put the bass all the way up. It's very funky. It's obviously like a newer song, but they like, you know, you know how some artists make a tribute to funk playing the funk sounds. And then Four is Lay With Ya. That's oh, yeah, the, that, that's on the Four the Headshots for the Lay With Ya featuring or with Deuce or something. Duke Deuce, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that, like an interlude. It's like a musical interlude between two songs, I think. Basically, and, and it's a car slapper. You know, yeah, I, I want to say that's... one that you got to have a good bass system to enjoy. It's funny because it's not my favorite Isaiah song. Isaiah Rashad's song oh, from the album. It's an interlude. I mean, that's... right? But it's it's the song I played the fourth most of the year because I'm pretty sure I was in the car a lot, and then just it slaps. You were just that car. dude at the light, like you know what? Boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> at like 8:30 a.m., like people are like, Look, "What the fuck?" Basically, yeah. that's how um, I get that's how I get my day started. And the fifth song, the climb back from J Cole's most recent album. Okay, nice. Uh, yes. What was it? Um, well, 95. I I 95. Uh... South. That was the intro. What, what was the name of the album? That's a good question. While you look that up, my audio aura, which I think it, this is so funny. Yeah, I don't know what the aura my top, thing. That was kind of off. My top music modes were happy and chill. I, I don't think I listen to happy music. Maybe chill, sure, but I mean, when you're listening to like British blues, it doesn't sound very happy. The off season is what J. Cole's album was. The off season. Yes. Okay, so I, I named the the title or not the title the, the opening, the opening track, track. Yeah. I remember listening to that with you I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan of the uh, auras I thought it was I didn't a little... get it I just don't feel like I'm I listen to happy <laughs> music I thought it was like a, too much of a play of like cuz you know how definitely there is a influx of people who are getting into different spirits and different Yeah, I listened to 81 uh, different genres this year. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I just felt like it was just trying to ride some sort of wave and I'm just like, "Eh, that's kind of oh, not okay. my thing. What were your top genres? My top genres, number one, obviously classic rock. Two, soul. Where do you find that at? Three. Uh, th- that should have just been through. You didn't like look at your whole thing? Like watch your whole story? 
I did, but I, I'm trying to find it now. Oh, well, I'd, I, remember, I I don't know. I can't help you. I guess it might be on a different well, slide. I'm trying to figure out where... Oh, I'm on the one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> seven. I'm on the eighth slide. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Two, okay. So it's after this one. Oh, where it says you, you always understood the assignment and it tells you, you uh, I beat you, I listened to 81. Okay, 77 oh, different More well-rounded, oh. Okay. All right. I, I, I like listening to, or look at this one. Okay, look at <laughs> So what's your number one? So number one, underground hip-hop. Oh, I got that for number four. Okay, number two is gangster rap. Don't I don't think I listen to that don't, much of gangster rap, but I think Snoop Dogg gets classified as gangster rap, so we'll call that. Yeah, he is the invention of no, he's, no, G Funk, baby. <laughs> chill. Uh, then number three is chill hop. I didn't even know that was a genre or subgenre. Yeah, that's how you know white people have invaded the <laughs> the music industry, yes, inventing all these subgenres that don't even exist. Then you can't even read this one because it's so smush. I didn't like how they went what? wider than smaller. One? This one, number four. But I'm pretty sure oh, it says. Let it go a little. I think it, it'll show you. There you go. Oh yeah, alternative hip hop. Yeah, that is, is very smush. Holy crap, that just looks like lines. <laughs> yes. You gotta squint to see it. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then number five, shout out to all the OC rappers because I got OC rap as my number Dude, five. That's pretty crazy, yeah. So number one is classic rock. Like I said, we match up on underground hip hop because I got that at number four. Uh huh. Two is soul. I do love me some soul music. James Brown, Curtis Mayfield. Mm. Uh, Rockabilly came in at number three, which is pretty interesting. I don't know how much Rockabilly I know. Maybe the Ramones because mm-hmm. I do have a decent amount of Ramones on my Spotify. Is that just like a club full of people named Ramon? No. Okay. No, no, no. The Ramones are a good little California-based band. And Were then, they, uh, does the lead singer name Ramon? Yeah, I think so, to be okay. honest. I, I would have to look that up. And then number five was indie rock, which is pretty interesting because I don't think I'd listen to, like, that much indie rock. But, okay. Yeah. Um, for the listeners, send, yeah, my top podcast, I think it's very super jaded, though. Mine was the Joe Rogan podcast, but I couldn't even tell you which one I listened. Like, I maybe listened to, like, a less than a handful. Like, and I think that's, yeah, I, mine was four for Joe Rogan, and I thought I was really surprised by this, too, because I, I want to say, I think where Joe Rogan gets these other podcasts is they're three fucking hours long. So if you do yeah, stomach... Yeah, I listened to 12 episodes. Like, come on, how does that yeah. make it the number but one? Because, but look how many minutes you probably listen to. 1,883. Yeah, because the shit, if you actually do sit through 12 episodes, you fucking listen to, like, 10 other podcasts of other Facts. podcasts I mean, because they're shorter well look i mean my top podcast number one is joe rogan two was baseball america i kind of listened to them d1 baseball they have this interesting series mm, called yeah. the, the fourth coach yeah. which they talk about it's like assistant coaches on college baseball um staffs they're technically the school can't pay them they're they're like not paid but oh. they're coach like they do all the things coaches do so it's just a really interesting series and like the episodes are like 35 minutes long it kind of just cool he gets like a new set of coaches yeah each 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 time they put out a new episode, and then ours made number four. Nice. And then a shout out to our the buddy. Burrito. Yeah, shout, Marcos. yeah, shout out to our buddy Marcos and Eddie. Uh, the breakfast burrito made my top five. Um, I don't, but I don't. You reading podcast is kind of like, yeah, we do, and we appreciate their support. Go and check them out as well. They're they have some pretty wild shit that they say. They're, they're a little way more out of pocket than we are. I, <laughs> yeah, I sometimes I, I feel compared, like we're out of pocket. And then well, we are, but like I think we reel it in. They just like. They really don't give a fuck, so no. I, I admire that Nothing about that, them. Though. No, absolutely not. They're actually very funny, and you should go and give them a listen. So shameless plug, The Breakfast Burrito, which is on Apple and Spotify. I'm unsure if they're on Google like we are, but still, go check it out. Okay. Um, but yeah, that, that my, was my Spotify wrap. Go ahead and tell us your podcast. My top five, The Bill Simmons Podcast, Ryan Rossillo Podcast was number two. Both of those are pretty similar. What I like about both those guys are former ESPN guys. Yeah. And they kind of went off and did their own thing. Bill Simmons is the 
co-founder or the founder, I believe, of The Ringer. And he has all these different podcasts underneath the brand The Ringer. And he brought Rosillo along with him a few years later after he started it. But I like how they format their show. They both interview a lot of sports people. But they, they, they know football and basketball really well. They do dive into a little bit of baseball, college football, boxing, stuff like that. But they also interview people like authors, movie directors. They have a lot of like lifestyle stuff too. So I, I'm glad that those two are my top two. Obviously, our podcast, The Front Row Seat, was number three. Hey, both same thing. So, so I, yours was four. Oh. I'll... But yeah, same oh, yeah, right, right there in the middle, right there in the middle. Three, Front Row Seat. Four was Joe Rogan. Again, a little surprise. I remember, like I said, I probably listened to maybe five or six episodes because they're so freaking long. They're just eating up minutes compared to these other podcasts. And number five was The Mismatch, also on The Ringer. Also kind of a little surprising. I thought another podcast would have snuck in there, but the podcast I'm thinking of is called Coaching the Coordinator. And that's actually like a lot of where I get some of my coaching tips, how to address certain things, different ideas. And those episodes are only about 25 to 30 minutes long, though, where the mismatch is like hour each episode. Oh, yeah. So I think, you know, each time I'm listening to that, I'm just gaining like two of the Corch and the Coordinator ones. So I think that's why I didn't crack my I top five. I feel as if I would enjoy and listen to podcasts more if I had a pair of wireless headphones. Because when mm. I'm delivering, I'm constantly taking the key out of the ignition, turning off the engine. So I, I get to listen to bits and scraps of AM570 throughout my entire day. Yeah. And but if I had a pair of wireless headphones, just bam, throw those suckers in, freaking probably listen to like two podcasts. They're expensive though. I want to get like a no, decent... hey, well, 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 if you want to get an expensive brand, I'll tell you this um, no shameless plug or anything, but or not even a shameless plug, I guess no plugging free brands. But you know, I went to TJ Maxx the other day, I had some spending money that I wanted to splurge on. Oh and man, I my... big spender at TJ Maxx, baby. Next time yeah, you do yeah. that, you I take some, me, I bought you can get a good deal. Yeah, two no, polo I, shirts for the price of one. What? Crazy, right? Dude, you, my well, friend, are a millionaire. Let me finish this story though, real quick. I bought because I was thinking the same thing, and and I mainly what influenced me to finally like draw because I was I don't want to say I'm against Bluetooth, but I'm just not a huge fan of Bluetooth headphones. Um, but my wired headphones for the iPhone, they're a little bit of the wires exposed, like copper underneath the white part. And it's like every time if it moves in a funky way, it comes in scratchy. Oh, so it's I cool. could tell I could tell the lifespan on those headphones are gonna die soon. Right. So the audio quality is declining. Correct. Oh, that sucks. And so I decided to buy myself some Bluetooth headphones. I stopped at TJ Maxx. I think I found some for like twenty five bucks. And so far, so good. I would say the only problem I have is they're super sensitive and they're so small. So like even when I pull them off, I'm learning if you pull off the left side, but your finger hits like the button that's on there. It'll just call the person you called last. So I've called a lot of people just based off of, hey, to, I'm just trying to take off my left hey, headphone and you it calls. you got to come up with a new excuse. You can't say butt dial. Like, oh, sorry, fingered you. Sorry. Didn't mean to finger you there. Oh, my God. Like, finger you? What do you mean? It's like, yeah, my Bluetooth. He's like, no, no one says that. No, no one says that, dude. You're fucking weird. Oh, my God. Don't call me back again. <laughs> Delete I'm my sorry. number. I'm yeah. sorry for fingering yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forget, forget you even knew me. I hope that person has a good sense of humor. <laughs> Well, Shots us here on the Front Row Seat Podcast, we have a fantastic sense of humor, and a lot of our listeners do yes. as well. However, for those of us, or for those of you that know us on a personal level, or have come to appreciate the sounds of our voices emanating through the airwaves, mm. and your ear canals, and hitting your ussy, let us enjoy the poetry section of tonight's <laughs> Front Row Seat Podcast. And Noah Alvarez, you have the spotlight, and literally, your car light is on you. Yes. You have the floor secretary Alvarez. 
So last week we couldn't get a poem in for different reasons. Go back and listen to that episode. <laughs> but we did have Mac on and Mac gave me a word. Again, I'm going back to the exercise I was doing, asking people for words, turning them into poems. He gave me the word trust, heavy word right here. And it's a heavy type poem, so sit back and uh, strap in your seatbelts, folks. I'm strapped in. <laughs> Ready. Trust. T-R-U-S-T. In this life, we are all on a mission. Most of us with great ambition to accomplish goals and such, but we can't do it without trust. We enter this world having to blindly trust others, our teachers, our siblings, and mothers. But as we grow old, we uncover some of the lies that we're told. The lies can add up, making it harder to trust people, like the government telling us we're all equal. But actions speak louder than words. How many lies have you heard? Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, or how about the history books? Donald Trump, Columbus, it feels like everybody crooks. Can't trust woman because the last one played me for a fool. Can't trust anything that they teach you at the public schools. Or how about the broken promises from a friend? What about jobs that lead to a dead end? What about my own thoughts? At times it feels like a cloud of dust. Do I know the difference between love and lust? People tell me, follow your intuition, it's a must. But I'm in no position to do so. When you can't trust others, you try to fly solo. It becomes harder and harder to grow. I'm not a Sixers fan, so how do I trust the process? I want to be someone who believes in progress. If only trusting others wasn't such a mess. Wow, I was expecting a little more on like the emotional side, but that was a good one. I I, I think I built that <laughs> that molehill into a monster, definitely. <laughs> Probably could have handled that faded, but uh, <laughs> all right. I mean, no, I enjoyed it. I'm just. I'm glad. I'm glad you did. I thought it was. I thought it was going to go the route of just like trust in like intimate relationships. Ah, and, see, I didn't want to go that route. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what I forced. That's what I thought. So I was putting this reading off for a while. But Mac, thank you for allowing Noah yes. to express such beautiful poetic nature. Thank you. Thank really you, Really enjoyed it. And you know what? You don't have to be a 76ers fan to trust the process because <laughs> the process is just... It's there. I, you know what I love about that quote? It's such a freaking, like, uniting quote. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter what it is. Like, if you're fighting cancer, trust the process. Yeah. You're, you're going through a tough time in your life, trust the process. If you're succeeding in your life... Trust the process that got you there. Right. You know, Colin Cowherd said something interesting a while back on AM570 that you just kind of struck my brain. Mm-hmm. Is that how many times do we fail at something and we go and we look back at what we didn't do? Right. And it's always, we couldn't have accomplished this. I could have done more of this. I could have done that. I could have done this. Right. But how many times often do we ever go back and look at what made us successful? Right. I mean, I personally, I never fucking do that. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I, I found this one way. It worked. It's good. I'm, I'm running full steam with it. You know, I mean, not to say I just do things and I don't think about them, but very rarely do I ever sit back and go, man, like, how did I get through this tough time in my life? Or how did I accomplish this great feat? Right. And I think we should do that more often. I think that's mm. a part of trusting the process is going back and looking at the good things. Reflecting, so, yeah. Yeah, so Both often, positive and negative, yeah. I, th- I think Alexis, uh, again, Oof. shout out to Alexis. She's mentioned this on one of, like, I think her TikToks or an Instagram reel I saw. She has, like, three journals. Yeah. One for straight venting, one for appreciation, and then one for, like, manifesting. Mm. But the appreciation one, I think, is cool because I think Gratitude. it's... 
Yeah, the Gratitoad. <laughs> Want to get me a toad? I would name him the Gratitoad. <laughs> but uh, like Jerry, even talking the Gratitoad. <laughs> even talking to our buddy Alec. Yes. You know, and okay, so well, hold on, I'm gonna get off on a tangent, I guess. I I guess it's just I think it's important that we take a look at how we got to where we are rather than right. always looking at our failures and and focusing so much on our inability to reach where we think we should be or because we're comparing ourselves to people. Right. Comparison's and, one hell of a fucking downer, man. Oh hell yes, you and, can't be and doing it's the that. greatest. It's the greatest thief of your joy, personal yes. joy or otherwise, because yes. you're you're never gonna win if you put yourself to standards that you don't even know. That right. I've caught myself where I'm like, dude, I'm not where I need to be, and then I take a step back and it's like, well, why do I think I need to be? People only because, post their successes; they do not post their defeats. And it's not even that. I remember seeing a, either a tweet or like a meme that I screenshotted. I could dig it up, but I don't want to do that right now. I'm kind of lazy, but. Regardless, it was, you know, don't be so hard on yourself for not accomplishing things that you set yourself as a kid, but as a kid, you didn't understand how hard some of these things were to, would be as an Oh, adult. I accepted my childhood dream is long dead. I know that sounds yeah. terrible, but like I told you, I thought I was going to be an ESPN broadcaster mm-hmm. and all this shit and, you know, some stuff happened, flunked out of Sacramento State, came yeah. home, bounced around a couple community colleges and now I find myself in the front row of the Front Row Seat Podcast, and we right. have a, what I would call, a little grassroots guerrilla warfare type-esque like freaking pod. I like warfare word, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, it, it is tough. Like, sometimes you do have to accept some dreams are too big, and that definitely kind of put a deflating attitude, I guess, on you. Hey, man. I don't, you know, but Shush. I... You're right. I think also sometimes, too... We do need to, like you said, go back and reflect on what, how we got to this point, both positive and negative. And I noticed that's something that I want to do. I'm glad you thought of the pod, not the pod, the poem that I read as not as negative or not as deep or heavy as some of my other ones. Because I do feel like most of my inspiration that when I want to write comes from negative emotions. When I'm really sad, when I'm really angry. That's when I really want to write. But very rarely when I read back my poems, I'm like, fuck. It makes me feel like I'm always sad or angry. You know, where, where are the poems when I'm really happy? Why can't I just write then and there? Well, so that's something. That, well, I'm just kind of correlating the two right. in the sense that sometimes when things are going good, we don't reflect on how we got there and try to maintain that hey, system. Or sometimes we, when we have positive emotions, we're not always you know, working the steps that we need to be. I feel the same way. Dude, I go back and read the, the journal yeah. that, that I that I received for Christmas last year, and, dude, a lot of it is just stuff that I'm never going to share with anyone because yeah. it puts me in a bad light. But I think it's good to write about that bad shit in your life or things that you can't tell anybody. That's a healthy outlet. I, You know what, to be honest with you, Noah, I'd much rather you go back and look at your last 30 entries and be like, fuck, I was yeah. sad, depressed, going through these rough moments. Yeah. Now, rather than in that moment in time, you didn't, and God forbid, you did something drastic as make an attempt on your own life, or you put yourself in a reckless situation that could have really hurt you and endangered others. Wow. Yeah, and I know it sounds deeper than that, but I mean, fuck, man, that, that's how it starts. Like, right. Like you, you, you hear about all these crazy school shooters or public yeah. shooters, and, uh. and not to say, I'm not even, we're not going to get in that, but my point is, is that you come to find afterwards when it's all said and done, like, yeah, dude, these kids have been had been screaming for help, but they didn't know how to properly express themselves or they didn't even have that. Other people missed the signs. Yeah. You mean parents ignored signs, teachers or classmates, whatever, you know, I think it's a great thing that you freaking have that 
outlet. That's the word I'm looking for. Right. That you have that outlet for such negative emotions and feelings. That's good, man. I, I would much rather you have it out on paper right. for you to look back and reflect on how you are mu- in a much better position mentally, spiritually, and emotionally right. than never having done that at all. Because I guarantee you, and this is for the listeners too, if you guys bottle up whatever you're feeling, including myself, it's happened and I've lashed out and, and yelled at and, and blown up on people that are the least deserving of my anger and rage because I've let it bottled up. And whether that be you work out, you you play some video games, you go watch a movie, you smoke, you drink, in moderation with the smoking and drinking, mm-hmm. just make sure that you have a proper, healthy outlet to get that shit out because it's just like snake venom. If you never drain the wound of snake venom after a snake bite, dude, you're going to die because there's fucking poison in your body. Right. Let that mental and emotional and spiritual poison be gone. I'm not even a spiritual person, but I do believe there's some bad shit out there that just mm-hmm. sometimes you attract what you get. Right. You so if you, you if you continuously get you, shitty people and bad things in your life, take a look at the actions of what you're doing. I mean, I I truthfully believe life is you'll always get reciprocated. what's yours. You know, I'm not a huge uh I'm not, I'm not someone to throw the word around karma a lot, mm. but I do think there is a lot of truth in that and in the sense that like you said the energy you put out and i wrote a rid of yeah i read a poem about energy a few weeks back right and um you know the energy you put out is definitely some of the energy you're going to reciprocate and so it's it's whether it's to a stranger to someone you know your family member uh you know a random child that you see on the way to work or whatever i don't know be just, empathetic. Just be, be empathetic, empathetic of others. And have sympathy. Right. Everyone's always, everyone here on this planet Earth, I was, not everyone, but 99% of people are trying their best to do good. Some people just don't know how to. Mm, I would lower that to 98%. There's some okay. real trash people in the world. But yes, okay, I think majority of people are trying to do well. Speaking of doing well, in fact, I would, uh, something actually, I'll, I'll say life altering happened to me last week. And Oof. very quickly, we are going to have a small moment of silence for a personal loss of mine nothing actual like and a loss for the podcast a little bit too a little bit yes we will be having a new place to broadcast which will be in your car Mm -hmm. until further notice but this is just a moment of silence will be held for the loss of my first car sheila she was a good car Sheila, you were amazing. You were my first car. You were gifted to me from my grandparents. I miss podcasting in there already. Right? I had a lot of good times in that car. A lot of sad times in that car. I think we we cried in that car. Or you cried to me in that car. Absolutely, I fucking cried to you in that car. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you definitely hotbox that car a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. God damn, Ate we did. some food in there. Uh, yeah, unlike yourself. Yes, I dropped <laughs> I, I dropped many a fries between the seats. I think I even got some Tommy chilies at one point we watched, in between the seats. It's always sunny in there. Yeah, we watched that one porno that one time. Well, we did not watch a porno. Uh, he, he may deny that, but there was truth. Come on. <laughs> you were in the back seat. Yo, we, what? <laughs> but yes... I did have a uh, <laughs> scary car accident. Yes. Um, I was on the 405 South. I was headed to work on a Sunday morning. It was quite beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
I was driving, minding my own business, listening to music. I had the Monday off, which basically this Monday, this past Monday, that happened. So we're recording this on the 3rd of December. Right. So 12, no, five, the 5th. Holy crap, we're two days off. Oh, it, is well, the, it was the 4th. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's midnight now, so that's why it's the 5th. Oh, yeah, but it's okay. 4th. Yeah, it was the 4th, right. But, okay. Fuck it. It's December. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> and, um. Nice. I got in a car accident. That this is not funny, Noah. Okay? I know. Okay, wait. Well, yeah, yeah. Fuckhead. You said ho ho ho. <laughs> Come on. How am I not gonna laugh? Uh, I wasn't on the four. I was on the five. So- I was on the five south. Or five- I don't know. I was say, what are you doing near the four hundred five? The four hundred five is really far. I was headed to Irvine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I was headed to Irvine, and I was on the five south. And there's a junction point where the five south meets up with the fifty five south. Uh, headed towards Ooh, right, that's and it gets a fun one. It gets pretty congested. Yes. So every. Conjunction gets congested because motherfuckers don't know how to merge. Continue your story. Correct. Yes. Absolutely correct. So I'm driving, right, and I'm going probably about 70, 75. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a Sunday morning on the freeway. If you've been on the freeway on a Sunday morning, yes. it is not congested. Many people are at home. You can enjoy yourself. You're not angry because it's wide open. Right. So I'm driving, minding my business, thinking how good work is going to be. I'm going to get off. I had Monday off. It was going to be be bitching you know to have a monday off is bitching driving and the next thing you know i feel something an impact on my back left tire and i'm in the third lane so the fourth lane is the the merge-in lane so i'm on the third lane two lanes away from the hov lane and i'm hit and the next thing you know i my car swerves a little bit and i didn't really have much time to react and the next thing you know i'm freaking veering to the left towards the center divider across two lanes of traffic thank god that it wasn't immediate or i would have i would have been bounced around like a ping pong ball yeah and i hit the center divider straight up spun out three times the guy that hit me his car flipped four to five times i've never seen that in my entire life dude the sound of it the the it was so surreal i think I, i my head was so transfixed on this guy flipping past me that I, I wasn't even aware of my own car doing its own thing until I was like, holy shit. And I, I hit the wall and I was kind of like, oh my God, like I was tense holding onto the wheel and I saw this freaking Honda Odyssey bearing down on me and I thought, this is it. Like, this is it. And I got hit and I let my hands go from the wheel and I got really bad whiplash. I mean, like, boom, like, thank God my they wheel. They hit you, so they hit, they T-boned you. From my passenger side. Oh, Because okay. I was, I was. Fuck, so you flipped the other way. Mm-hmm, the total other way. And yeah, scary fucking moment. But you know what is really burned into my head? So I get out of the car. My first thing was that this lady and her husband Fuck. had kids in the Honda Odyssey. So my first thing was like, are you guys okay? Yeah. Like, are you fine? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Like, is that guy okay? And I'm like, I have no idea. We, we're across four lanes of traffic. No way we're going to run across. Like, people yeah. are still passing. At this point, no one has notified the authorities yet. So the freeway isn't closed off yet. Right, right, right. So I was, like, to figure that out. I was like, fuck, okay, like. I was kind of like taking deep breaths, like, okay, 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 like, fuck, like, we, this is bad, like, somebody needs to call 911. So, yeah. I thought, I get back to my car, and I thought my car is leaking oil, but it turns out, due to the impact towards the center divider, I... Cracked your radiator? Cracked the uh, coolant container, mm. so the coolant Ooh. was dripping, but I didn't know, so I was scared, so I That's, told the lady... Uh, it's green, too, right? Yes, green, yeah. green fluid-like yeah. substance... Yes. And I told the lady, I'm like, hey, I think my car is leaking oil. And she's like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. So she called 911. And I'd say like 15 minutes later, there's a freaking fire truck bearing down on our position. Nice. And I thought I was okay. But like, 
I think the adrenaline was just in me. Like, I couldn't really turn my neck fully to the right. Hmm. And they had gotten the guy out of the car, and he was sitting on the side of the freeway. But you know what's etched into my mind, though, was the fact that as I'm asking people, like, hey, are, are you okay? There are fucking assholes causing the slow up in the traffic because people are, like, taking pictures. Just, just people are taking pictures, recording videos. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? Like, wow. granted, everyone was fine, but... Like, why is your first instinct to, I need to get this on camera? I, in fact, I remember I gave this guy, if looks could kill, I probably would have killed someone. The, I gave him the eye daggers. He, I just looked at him and, like, he looked at me and I, I just stared him down. I, like, if I wasn't wearing my my Amazon delivery t-shirt, which I immediately put on a jacket because I thought, like, this is bad PR to be mm. in a car accident and I'm a driver. I mean, they don't know that, but still, I just felt like I had to cover up. I put on my jacket, but in my mind, I was just like, what's wrong with people? Like, why do we always have to dock or... There's not nothing wrong with documentation, but just why is that people's yeah. first reaction? It, like, it, it seems know? like something that's very and, and all the looky loos too was just like whoa, like my god, like anytime I ever pass a serious uh, accident on the freeway, I I don't like to look because I I think like what if that were me? Yes. and it was me last right. Sunday. Again, we were all able to walk away. Only the Honda Odyssey that T Bone me was able to drive away. But it it made me. I keep thinking back to that moment, and I just I keep thinking like how fortunate I am that. I didn't get hit like directly on my driver's side and like maybe potentially break my arm or break yeah. my leg or lose my life. I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm going 75 on the freeway. Like going 75, hitting anything, that's a freaking, that's an impact. Yeah. yeah. And on top of that, my airbags didn't deploy. So like, hmm. I, I just, I'm really fortunate guys to be here. And I'm not saying I found God and I have this new spiritualism. I just, you know what? I think that you, we shouldn't. We're grateful a little bit more. That and we should never, ever, ever, ever take going to work, coming home from work, going home, coming home for granted. I did it all the time. Oh, I'm just going to work. Oh, I'm just going home from hanging out with you or or other friends. Uh, It just made me realize, like, dude, like, I didn't get to work that day. Right. I, you know, and thankfully I was alive to notify people, but like, what if I wasn't? Or what if I was seriously injured and I couldn't notify Yeah, anyone? in a coma or something, you know? It just, there's a lot of what ifs. So just, you know what, guys? Don't take shit for granted. Be happy when your loved ones or your friends or your significant others text you and they're like, hey, I made it home. And, you know, don't be a hypochondriac, but just, like, I wasn't at fault. I was hit from behind. So by California law, I'm not at fault. You know, that's the responsibility of the car behind you to maintain yeah. a safe traveling distance. Yeah. But Jesus. it's just... I guess just the way the cookie crumbles, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it was pretty, uh, it was pretty gnarly. So my car is totaled. I'm currently in the process right now of trying to figure out what I'm going to do with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. Um, I'm currently thinking I might scrap her, but the most bummy part about that is it's a brand new fucking engine. I had to replace both catalytic converters, mm. um, brand new engine or cooling system. I mean, the fans wrecked, but brand new cooling system like i feel like if i were to to sell individual parts off my car it would be worth something but Mm. i'm not gonna hold my breath on that so right now i got the car for about 2500 so if the repairs which i think would probably go over 2500 if if it went over 2500 then uh, i might have to just take this l Mm -hmm. and just scrap it yeah scrap it and start putting it towards a new a, a new car not a newer car i'm cool with not having a 2021 version of any kind of car but Right. Just a newer car, and, and I think it might be a nice start. I'll have to come up with a new name, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Like, I'm thankful here that I have all my, that I'm of sound mind and body. I've got all my faculties. Um, 
able to, to record this podcast tonight. Right. And that um, I'm not scared to get back on the freeway or drive again. I know some people get in traumatic accidents and they don't want to go back and do that thing again. But I have to get back up on that horse. I'm a delivery driver for Christ's sake. I cannot yeah. fear driving. I have to just understand that accidents happen. Mistakes right. happen. We are human beings. Anything that is human operated right. is subject to human error. Correct. And we must accept that in all walks and facts of life. And that's all I've got to say about that. So, Thank guys, you for sharing. R.I.P. Sheila. Yes, Hashtag R.I.P. Sheila. Sheila. Get it trending? <laughs> Actually, don't do that. There's How probably do you... someone named Sheila that probably really died, so let's not do that. Uh, oh, shit. A couple things I'll say. Oh, Maybe shit. drop the lighter and try and figure that out. Yeah. Oh, my hand. <laughs> One, I, I'm, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you told that story because, you know, I myself had kind of, you know, that Sunday, I believe you had mentioned, you sent me pictures. And obviously the pictures looked worse than I think sometimes. Even if, I mean, granted, the story you told was very graphic and detailed, but the pictures, obviously, I was like, holy shit, like, this guy got in a really big accident or bad accident. So I was really concerned for you. And, and you know, I understand you're probably going through a lot of things, but, you know, you, you never, I never got to hear that side, your side of the story until now. Oh. And, you know, it's just, man, um, I, I'm grateful that you're still here and able to record. I'm, I'm I'm glad that you're okay and only walked away with minor injuries. You know, I'm glad that the van and everybody else involved is okay oh, and alive. Speaking of which, the guy who car flipped, rolled. yeah, the guy whose car rolled like four or five times. His name was like Clarence or Everett. He texted me like two days ago. Yeah, I was putting in gas in my car and he was just like, "Hey man, like my name is so and so. I was in that accident. My car flipped." Mm -hmm. I ended up like walking out of the hospital like are you okay and I was like yeah man I just had really bad whiplash and <laughs> we were kind of talking he was a pretty cool dude oh Spencer was his name oh Spencer and he towards the end he was like so my car flipping like that was pretty crazy to see huh and I was like uh, <laughs> yeah man I've never seen that in my life like yeah. what the fuck of course it was crazy to see like what what kind of shit is that yeah I know what the fuck how often do you see cars flipping on the freeway like that so uh, drive safely kids and don't drive high motherfuckers I, I used to drive high and you shouldn't no just just as much as you shouldn't drive drunk either so let, let's you know what front don't row drive seat, under the influence yeah you know what front row seat pod listeners and subscribers and sharers and friends of friends that tune in for this segment be a fucking good driver god damn it we're yes. gonna start the trend be a good driver for anyone that gets a all state score of higher than 800 me and Noah <laughs> will throw you a pizza party <laughs> screenshot it how do you? Well, I guess we'll have to figure out the details as that happens. But uh, uh, I could sh I could share with you my FICO score for Amazon. What my the hell is a FICO score? I don't I don't have a score for Mercury Insurance. <laughs> God damn it! That, that's your insurer, Mercury. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? Oh my God! Anyways, guys, drive safely. Man. Drive safely. I'm pretty sure it's Mercury. Yeah. <laughs> drive safely. Drive safely. Um. Yes, drive safely. Be aware of your surroundings, too. That's the biggest thing I got away from your story is you could do everything perfect, but you got to be aware of other people, too, and on, them on the road because all it takes is one person to... And I don't even say a bad driver. It could be a good driver that just fucks up, misjudges, and misestimates something, and bam, something like that Yeah, he like claims that, that guy... Because I asked that, that dude, Spencer, I'm like, how, how did you end up hitting me? And he claims that I swerved, mm. and that and he didn't have time Leave to Leave it to Spencer but to I'm think like, you swerved. I'm like, what? I swear, but Spencer's I don't buy man. it, man. They're, they're danger it's a dangerous breed. It's a pretty good store from what I've heard. Yeah, there's a lot of sexual stuff in the back. I'm a sexual deviant. <laughs> it's okay. I, I 
I've I've dabbled here and there. <laughs> we're not gonna get it. We're not gonna. Go we're not gonna get route. into this. But I'll tell you what. You know who didn't drive safely and they drove right into a brick wall? That is the Alabama Crimson Tide. Ah, uh, wait. Before we get into this. God damn it! I said what? What? He sparked the blood. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's... Uh, uh, we were we were just trying not to smoke during the poem, but yeah, like I, it's like twenty minutes later. I bro. know. It, yeah, the blunt's pretty hard. Yeah. It's, pretty... <laughs> it's it's we're like at the forty minute mark. Well, really? Yeah. We're recording for forty minutes now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right, listeners. This is the latest we've ever sparked <laughs> yeah. up into the episode. Well, you've gotten. All right. Let's see how bad the coherency of our statements get from here. All right. Let's keep a counter. Just keep a track, a counter. Somebody at home, as a listener, just keep a counter of how bad, how, how many times we lose our train of thought. <laughs> okay, <laughs> real quick, before we, can I, can I get into something uh, before we do football talk? Because yeah. I feel like it'd be hard to bounce back. Actually. No, go ahead. You can, my nose is itchy. Okay. Um, I saw this movie, Encanto, the other day. New Disney movie. Encanto. Encanto. Wait, doesn't that mean to sing? No, Encanto. Bailar is to sing. No, by, bailar is to dance. Dinero. Cantar means no, to dinero, dance. Or sing, sorry. Dinero is money? Yes. Cocina is kitchen? Yeah. Jesus Christ. El baño is bathroom? Yeah, okay, Jacob, we get it. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Mexico, motherfucker. Uh, uh, if right. I ever get captured by the ¿Dónde cartel. ¿Dónde está la cocina? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> ¿Dónde está dinero? <laughs> get in mi belly, mi gusta. <laughs> So, a little bit of spoiler alert for our listeners who haven't listened or watched. Yeah, way to go, Dick. That's my that movie, that movie's on my watch list. Okay, well, well, fine. Then you plug your ears to this, bitch. I wanted to say this. <laughs> Encanto struck something in me that I had not felt, and I have no other way to explain this other than your ancestors reaching out to you. Or, yeah, like the universe. Oh, like how I feel when I watch The Godfather? Maybe. I don't know how you feel when you watch The Godfather, but I'm going to tell you this. You know, Encanto is around a, a story about a family of Columbia, Colombian origins. So, again, going with the theme that Disney's been hitting recently as far as hitting different, you know, ethnicities. and Which is great for Disney, by the it way. It is. It is a good move. However, this was a very bold move by Disney. In this movie, they put in scenes of colonization. Oh. Well, I thought... Sorry, hold on. Side note. Didn't... Uh... Mulan? I guess Mulan had it. No, what was that other one? The one about Sacagawea. Mulan. Oh, it's not, not Mulan. about Mulan. Oh, sorry, not Mulan. Shit. I got my thing next to it. It's not about Sacagawea, though. It's Pocahontas. Pocahontas was not Sacagawea. Please don't say that ever again. I... All right, I'm sorry. I thought Pocahontas it was... is a completely different person. All right, I thought it was. I'm sorry. What do you want me to say? I'm not a Disney fucking yes. buff. You're right. Well, th- there's not even a Disney buff. Those are real stories. I did. All right, fuck <laughs> it. God damn it. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. We're getting off track here. You're right. Pocahontas did have things about colonization i don't know i wasn't even wrong either you're right my bad regardless encanto has scenes of colonization where this group of people get driven out by people on horses and they don't show their faces but i think everyone watching kind of like has an idea like oh shit these brown people are getting kicked out okay we kind of know who this is well colonization from who the whites spaniards spaniards probably spaniards okay Hey, side note while you t- take that toke, I found out what the term Hispanic means. Explain what you found out. That is basically you hail from Spain. Like you are you have conquistador Spaniard blood in your right. body in comparison to um, Latino, which means you're from the Latin countries. Mm-hmm. Look at that. 
Learning. Most of us have Hispanic blood in us, though. <coughs> like, most most Latinos are Hispanic. Regardless, this movie, like I said, <coughs> covering a Colombian family, and has some Colombian origins and folk tales in there. <coughs> and like I said, there's this scene where they're getting, these people are getting, uh, they get ambushed and they leave the town that they're from, brown people, and um, they're crossing this river. And as they're crossing this river, these people on horses, like I said, you don't see their faces, you don't see their skin tone. It's like very shadowy-esque. They're just on horses. They're on horses, though, and they have flashlights. And they have swords. And um, Flashlights? Yeah. Oh, well, uh, maybe not. Sorry, not flashlights. <laughs> I was going to say, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. Flashlights? They have, they have fires. They have torch torches, I guess that's what you call they them back They have fires? In Torches. <laughs> Shit, Jacob. Speaking like a fucking caveman. Jesus, we're not even five minutes into the blunt and we're already <laughs> fucking up. Um, when that scene popped up and I'm watching this on the big screen, shout out to Tiffany because I went to go watch it with Tiffany. Um, and we talked about this afterwards and we both felt it, which I'm glad she was able to relate because I felt kind of alone in felting it. But. You know, we're sitting in the middle of this theater and the screen's really big. And as they do a, a nice job of like camera work to where when those shadowy figures, they, they get kind of close on the screen. They zoom in on them without you seeing their faces. You just see the swords, you see the, you know, the, the torches or whatever. And they're on horses. And I, I in that moment, Jacob, I got a rush of like goosebumps, chills down my spine. And I had this like eerie feeling that I've been there before, if that makes any sense. And that's why I said at the beginning when I started this conversation that it felt like I was being contacted to by some ancestor or whatever. Um, and then I got really sad. I teared up. I teared up in the theater. That that scene made me like, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to break down and cry, but I legit teared up and I was like, holy shit. And I couldn't help but think, you know, that not only, you know, that was just one family in the theater, in that movie, excuse me, where they're they're discussing, but. Um, in the moment, I just couldn't help but think and feel sad about the thousands, potentially millions of families and uh, people that it affected in the, you know, in colonization and like that. And I, I don't know, like I said, I just, it, it was deeper than just feeling sad for a movie. It was like, yo, like some, something was talking to me in the sense that I got goosebumps, chills down my spine. And like I said, it just felt like I had been there before as I was watching that scene. It, it was really powerful. And I, I will say, you know, Disney... Like, wow, like, for putting that in, one that's bold, but holy, holy shit. Well, it is Disney. I mean, you got to expect anything to come out of Disney these days, whether it be movie, TV show, or mini-series or whatever. It's going to be of high quality, right? It's going to, they're, they're not going to spare any expense. The mouse doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. The mouse is about profit, and they know how to tap in to their ethnic cultures and communities that, well, quite frankly, adore Mickey Mouse, or not Mickey Mouse, but Disneyland, like... Right. People really, the, the brand. Yeah, people really enjoy the brand of Disneyland and or not even Disneyland, just Disney, Disney. the company. Yeah. So I'm glad that a movie like that moved you. That's pretty right. cool when a movie does that to you. Right. I mean, it doesn't happen often. Uh, maybe that means I'm emotionless and like I'm a robot. I'm unsure. But very yeah. few movies have gotten an emotional response out of me. Mm. I teared up in 1917. Uh, there's a scene in there where uh, someone dies and... I just, I don't know why. I think it was the way in which it was a pretty graphical way in which they, well, no, the way in which they died wasn't graphical. How they died was like, oh, dude, this is terrible. Right. So, you know, that made me tear up. But I haven't really seen a movie like that that's moved me to my core. I mean, that's just, 
feel like that takes a very big artistic that takes it does some artistic uh, excellency and talent right to, to evoke that emotion out of someone right there there hasn't been a lot of movies that made me cry like that either or tear up in a certain way coco was one of them though i will say that you know disney did that with coco but um overall you know i, I really did enjoy the movie though i don't want to seem like i had a negative connotation on the movie that i don't, it, I don't that think part, that made you had a negative it just dude it just shook me yeah. it, it moved me it moved That's me to it. my core and it, it spoke to me in ways that i had never been spoken to before and um you know it I, th- I think the movie was cool because i didn't really know much about the story going into it i hadn't seen any commercials because i don't really watch a whole lot of live tv and so you know i i just you know i knew the movie was called encanto so i'm like okay it's probably a spanish maybe probably a mexican story and then you like very quickly you kind of see that it's it's colombian like a you know colombian story it takes place in colombia at least what's colombia known for the country not, and I'm not asking jokingly like cocaine or hookers. Like I'm asking like. And sadly, it's probably known for having Pablo Escobar. Probably the most famous person from Colombia. Nah, I won't even say probably. He is the most famous person from Colombia. Shakira. No soccer players. Actually, I think uh, there's been some big soccer players, but no one as to the top. Yeah, Pablo Escobar, dude. That's like, you know what I mean? Well, Pablo like, Escobar is not a soccer player. He's a drug lord. I know <laughs> what I'm saying, but like, no soccer players like. That's significant. Fucking, uh, I okay, bet you, you know Cristiano who, Ronaldo. It's Portugal's. Probably, yeah, I know, but I'm saying if Portugal had a drug lord, I bet you he'd surpass. <laughs> well, yeah, because Ronaldo's that status. Okay, do you know who James Rodriguez is? No. James Rodriguez is probably Colombia's best soccer player of the past 20 years. Who's Pele? Is he Brazilian? Yeah, Pele's Brazilian. But Brazil's like the better soccer country. Argentina, too. I, I know Colombia's had some pretty good soccer players, but no one really stands out like Pablo Escobar, sadly. That's intense. What about their coffee? I know that's like a big thing. Colombian coffee is hailed and cigars. Well, that's Cuba, but I know like other places, they're also very fantastic. You're right. Colombian coffee is a big thing. Surely there's got to be things that the country's known for to export. I'm sure there is. Tropical fruit. Well, you know what, Disney? Get on that. I want to see a Disney adaptation of of Pablo Escobar. Oh, (laughs) Wow. Anyways, Encanto Encanto (laughs) is a Colombian story, and it made me want to learn more about the Colombian culture and the Colombian ways. And I really like the overall, without sharing too much of the story, the like the message behind it like what you learn is like family and and not being too perfect, which I think sometimes Dominic Toretto. (laughs) You're funny. It really stresses on um, accepting your imperfections. Um, as they are and not trying to be too perfect and I think that happens a lot in Latino culture I'll say that and probably a lot of families but I know just speaking from my experience and what I grew up in and saw my cousins and other family and friends you know it's a big thing in Latino See, culture. this is fucking cool. This is why I wish I could embrace my Hispanic and Latino side significantly more than the white and Italian side. Because what the fuck? All the movies that represent Italians were always some sleazy fucking mafia lords that yeah, wear yeah. tracksuits and have the freaking... Uh... <laughs> Watch Luca then, bro. Luca's a great movie. I watched Luca too on Disney+. Plus. I know this is crazy because like six episodes say, ago... we say, with the Gabagoo, huh? Six like, what ep- the fuck? Six episodes ago, I was shitting on disney and don't get me wrong it's still fuck disney until the day i die right, however right, right. you'll just indulge in their services I, but it's hard not to... you're fucking fake you're a phony and maybe i am a phony in saying fuck disney till the day i die regardless i i try not to support the mouse in with my money you know disney plus malcolm is... x is rolling in his grave listening to you right now I know, this ain't no fucking boycott you're fuck 
You're right. Shame him, listeners. Shame him. All that home right now, you're shaming him. He's not about the cause. Look, man. Siamo real. But... Viva la victoria! Gorilla! I'm about it. I don't indulge in Disney Plus. Shut up. I don't, right, I don't have a Disney Plus account. I don't either. I use my friends, okay? Fair. Look. But you have an ESPN Plus account? Yes, I do Actually, have an ESPN. Actually, we both benefit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> I was yeah. like, fuck you. Yeah, I, don't yeah. Where, <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that fuck one. Fuck yeah. Right, I, was like, right. I was like, bitch. All right, all right, all right. Don't, don't curse him, listeners. Don't curse him. I was wrong. I was Look, wrong. I, I, I still don't fuck with Disney, but I feel like recently over the past, I maybe more so like as I'm a, a young adult, their movies are be hitting hard with the messages, man. I think it's because you're an adult. Maybe I can process them differently. I think that's. But the... I remember. Okay, so I remember. Okay, as a kid, I remember thinking. Okay, Lion King, Jungle Book. Those movies had really good messages. You ever read the book Jungle Books? I have not. You Dude, have asked it's this fucking before. awesome. Uh, yeah. Have I talked about it on the show before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I won't go over that again. Just read it, guys. Read it. It's fucking great. I can't stop talking about it. Rudyard Kipling. It's great. Anyhow, go on. Yeah, I, I just would say, you know, I think Toy Story. Oh, that's my favorite. Toy the, Story is probably the first my one. It's the only the only Disney family I really like. I mean, <laughs> movie uh, trilogy. Film. Or, no, uh, I, I've, I've only seen. No, I've seen two. Tell me what Disney movie you have seen, because you actually do seem pretty committed to the whole like not, not a Disney thing. Uh, okay, all right, hold on. At the see, I don't want that to be my personality, and I shouldn't hate. Mm. I shouldn't hate things that other. People it's my like. personality. People, oh Jesus! Nah, you're right, no, dude. You're... As long as you don't start having the Disney AP pass holder fucking sticker on your bumper, oh, we're cool. Yeah. The moment you start doing that shit, ladies and gentlemen. I, it'll be with a heavy heart that I announced the disbanding of the Front Row Seat Podcast. Mm. That shit is ridiculous. Anyways, to answer your question, yeah. I've seen Toy Story 1, 2, and 3 with Lotso, the evil Hug-A-Bear, Teddy Bear. Yeah, but I, I didn't see anything after that. You didn't see Toy Story 4? No, I Solid haven't. Solid movie. I haven't. I, I still want to watch it. I just I haven't. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Finding Nemo, of course. Ooh. I can't remember if Finding I saw Dory? Finding Nemo 2. Finding no, Dory. I don't think I saw Finding Dory. See, okay. there you go. How ironic, right? Yeah. Finding Nemo 2. Um, <laughs> I didn't see that. Monsters, Inc. is probably up there with Toy Story. That's a great classic film did, right did there. Did you watch Monsters University, though? No, I didn't. Oh, fuck, Jacob. Ah, oh, fuck. You, you ask Sabrina or any friend you have to get a Disney Plus account and watch Monsters University. Monsters University is probably the first Disney movie as an adult or, like, after 18 that I, like, teared up on and cried. Oh, wow. And I want to say I watched That's that. Cool. We were in Sac... We were... Or at least I was in Sac City. I want to say it was 2015 or 2016 when that movie came out. Uh, could be wrong, but I know... I remember seeing that in Sacramento... And I legit teared up because of Mike Wazowski's story, story, and I really related to it. Um, obviously, I don't want to be a spoiler to you and any listener who hasn't watched it, but Monsters University, better than Monsters, Inc. Ooh, really? I, I, will, I will put my foot down on that. Okay. One All of the right. few sequels that tops the original. Then I'll definitely go watch it. Uh, up, up, ooh, up, mm. up, depending on when I watch Up, that'll make yeah. me tear up. Up, up is, is intense. Crazy, I'll yeah. never forget watching that for the first time. That was like, oh my gosh, like, this is fucking... Mm-hmm. But I like when Disney touches on that adult theme shit. Right. Because I think that's a source of good writing. Yeah. You know, we can go back and appreciate older cartoons like Spongebob, Curse the Cowardly Dog, yeah. Cat Dog, all these other... <laughs> yeah. Clifford the Big Red Dog. I don't know about <laughs> that. They were just listing. No, a well, I'm talking about shows there. that you could that aren't like total kid. Like it's not. It's not totally like infant infantilized. Oh, infantilized. Yeah. I guess if that's the word, where it's you know it's not one. 
two, three. These are one, two, three. A, B, C's. No, it's like it's SpongeBob. Like it's a cartoon for kids, but if oh, yeah. you watch it as an adult, yeah. there's adult, and I think that's a sign of good writing that my, you, you my... should be able to appeal to both a, a children's perspective and and <laughs> and adults and adults. And I think it's that's what's, what's cool about parents. SpongeBob, and that's why SpongeBob has this like second life, uh, almost at have you will because I feel like SpongeBob. I don't know if. The, like the high schoolers I work with, no one really talks about SpongeBob. So I think it's kind of lo- got lost in this uh, generation right after us. But well, you I mean, know, I think we older. still we still talk about it because it was something that I, I felt like I watched SpongeBob in high school. Like, yeah, like sure, I, I, don't get me wrong, I definitely love Family Guy, and I started watching Futurama then, and maybe some other like adult American Dad solid. I didn't really like American Dad yeah. at first. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got it kind of grew on me later, but. You know, those adult animated shows, those are some things that I was starting to get into high school. But even then, like, I could still keep up and, like, watch SpongeBob. Like, the other things didn't feel... The other things kind of felt too childish for me, where SpongeBob was like, oh, there's a lot of adult humor here. I know you didn't watch uh, TV too much, and you still don't, right? But in high school, what what show... Like, what, what was your show? Because in high school, I used to love watching Tosh Mano. Like, that was oh, just so fucking... Oh, yeah, dude. See, this is why... Oh, is... And when we first met, we were like... The ridiculousness of Tosh Mano. Oh, just... Tosh Mano is... Was golden. Like, it... You know, there there's a lot of shows that get made by comedians, right? And some come to be complete flameouts. My guy, like, they're, like, you know how many times they pushed Amy Schumer or somebody else on Comedy Central to have, like, a good show? Mm-hmm. And no no offense to those, uh, um, those guys, but they just, they did not have a show like Tosh.0. And Tosh.0, I, I think some people, you know, didn't even really hear about him until you heard about the show. And, you know, some people weren't fans because he was pretty crude, but... Gosh, the way he would deliver jokes, and he was going in on everybody. Oh, and, and dude, definitely, he had no shame. Like, no. he would, I, I... It's been a very long time since I've seen some episodes, but holy crap. Mm-hmm. Like, he, I just remember, like, my middle school self was just, like, there was times where I was like, D, like, this is, like, it, but it appeals to that. I think I don't really watch Tosh, I don't even know if it's still going on now. And I, I, it I, doesn't know. Maybe it speaks I think on it stopped for, like, five years. Oh, it, shit. it wouldn't do good into today's climate, I will say that. Probably not. Is Daniel Tosh even still doing stand-up or no? Because I know he, he had really, some controversial shit in stand-up. He did. I know that. I he told, that. When I, I went to go see him in Anaheim, he told a joke about 9-11. <laughs> and, and, and Wait, you saw him live? I saw him live Dude, in that's Anaheim. dope. Yeah. When? What year? Uh, 2012. Oh, what? my senior year. That's so cool. Yeah, me and... Me and uh, I think it was JT, Ralph, and somebody else, some high school friends. And we're just like, fuck it. We need to see Tosh Wano. We, we fucked with him. You know, we all watched uh, his show. And we went to go see him do stand-up at the Honda Center. And, you know, it was nosebleed, so I'm good. You can kill it. Um, it was nosebleed, so you're sitting way up there. But still got to, you can still yeah, hear the jokes, right? Yeah, you can still hear the jokes with the speakers very perfectly. And it was cool. And he, like I said, he told that it was a joke kind of like it wasn't even a joke it was like something about 9-11 and then like people were like ooh right like oh sensitive topic you know but then he's like what like 9-11 really hit you hard in Anaheim and then <laughs> California and then like that kind of brought a lot of laughs out of everybody I forgot how he delivered it but that was kind yeah. of the gist and I was kind of like oh that was you know that that's borderline like he I felt like he almost he saved himself really well I guess you could say and that that's a, something Tosh Daniel Tosh was really good at. Yeah, he's only... I can't get into Dave Chappelle's stand-up. Ooh, I, really? There's, there's something about... 
yeah, I just... I feel like... He, it, it has its I, moments. It definitely has its moments where it makes me laugh. I'm not going to say he's totally unfunny, and I think we've talked about this on the show as well. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't get in. I think, it wow, that's doesn't. interesting because we were just talking about Daniel Tosh. It's all right. And I, th- I don't think he's... I, I, me personal, he's not my favorite. That, I th- I'll say it. I'll leave it at that. That's right. exactly the best way to say it. I think him and Tosh have a lot in common in the sense that they're both so crude and, and called not not crude, but they call things how they are. They don't sugarcoat things. They're not afraid about talk about certain things, and they'll face backlash for saying certain things, which both of them had. Um, obviously, there's different approaches to them. I'm not gonna say they're de- identically similar, so I could see why. Cat Williams is very funny. Oh yeah, Cat Williams is very funny. I guess Cat but Williams is like. Let me just say this about Chappelle. Chappelle. Chappelle is definitely, um, he was another person who I felt like, you know, I don't know what some of those other comedians, what their goals were and stuff like that. But like, you know, like Bernie Mac had the Bernie Mac show, right? right. Or, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Martin Lawrence. You know, I think he had, he had the show, what was it called? Martin, right? I, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But like comedians, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, was will smith you know what i mean like each comedians have had their shows and some seinfeld. of them have been formatted dif- differently seinfeld's another one uh but i felt like tosh.0 dave chappelle's another one where you know both those show ideas were so unique to any other comedian shows ideas and you know that i'm not saying they're the only ones because a lot of other people try and do that those formats for the shows right look at uh what's his name ridiculousness guy rob dierdrick yeah, he tries. He's basically doing the Tosh point of sch- scheme. But clean. It, it's it's so it's so like watered down though. It's you cringy. know what I mean? And it's cringy, right? He just looks cringy. Daniel Tosh used to remember when he used to have his yeah. episodes of dress oh, like yes, like I'm dressing for the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this is the 20 like the DV. Yeah, 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 yeah. the DV thing. Yeah, the and then he went like <laughs> ugly sweater or some shit. Like it was fucking funny. He had like, and that's I'm you know I'm sure that spoke to a lot of like Tosh's point of personality. Um, I don't know, dude. He he had some fucking golden moments with that shit. Joey Coco Diaz is pretty funny. Dave Chappelle, man, holy shit! Dave Chappelle, the the Chappelle Show, another really funny show. If you if you do get a chance, listeners, you're on YouTube. Nothing to. I think it's on Netflix. I know, but I'm saying, well, if you're looking at particular skits, the two Rick James skits definitely are must watch. Uh, Basically, all the Charlie Murphy stories. Rest in peace, Charlie Murphy. Dave would do these particular skits where he'd revis- revisit back um, with his friends Charlie Murphy, and he would retell a story. And you know, his brother Eddie Murphy, obviously, they, he just had some crazy stories because his brother was Eddie Murphy, and um, he got to experience these things. But him and Dave would retell these stories, and dude, they were so fucking funny. The Rick James ones, the Prince ones. Um, there's a few ones where they go. I think it's like the Real World. They do a Real World kind of spinoff theme. I forgot what they call it. But yeah, it was just crazy. It, the way he he does that is holy shit. Shout out to Chappelle Show. Shout out to Daniel Tosh. Shout out to um, Donald Glover. I really liked his show, The Atlanta. Have you seen that show yet? I've seen bits and parts. I've seen a few episodes here and there. I have not seen the entire series from start to finish. Yes. And it's just it's on my long list of shows and things that I need to watch. But I just sometimes I devote my time to reading or right. I'm, I'm just on that. my phone on Reddit. Like, I just sometimes don't want to watch. I it, it takes energy that I just don't want to expand. I'm, right. I'm going to be honest. Maybe that's super fucking lazy of me and I'm a piece of shit. No, so no, no, listeners no. should Come know. On. But... No. no I just... I, I, I have a long list of, of shows that I need to watch. Okay. So I know that it's on there. I definitely wish to watch it. Uh, indulge myself in it. Uh, currently, right now... 
I'm really not watching any shows. Like I, I watch South Park as like background. Like mm. I don't really watch it. You know, I'm not sitting down like, wow, I need to really focus. Like, yeah. no, I can be on my phone. You know, yeah, I don't have to. The comedy's not that complex, or it's not. There's no real story. Right. Uh, then there's Veep. That's what the Veep. Yeah, that's uh, Louis Drive. No, what's her name from Seinfeld? No idea. You really don't know? Nope. Shit. Okay, I gotta look her up. Louis. Louis. Uh, Dre. Uh, Dreyfus. Dreyfus. Dre- Dreyfus is her last name. Lois. Is it? I don't know, but she, basically she's the vice president, but she's a female. So there's like a lot of how do you say? Oh, it's the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on HBO. Julia Lewis Dreyfus. Yeah. Wow, I'm faded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking tongue twister. <laughs> it yeah, is, yeah. Even if you weren't shit, Dreyfus. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> I wonder what kind of ethnicity that is. Jewish officer of a Jewish descent. No. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, basically, she's the vice president, and it's it, oh. she's funny though. No, she was on Seinfeld. She played uh, Elaine. Oh, I, but you've never watched Seinfeld, right? You've never seen it ever. Uh, I, you've I, seen bits and parts you just never I've seen bits and parts but not enough to remember I maybe seen like a total of like four three or four episodes bits and parts so not enough to get it okay. Larry David what is his show oh Curb Your Enthusiasm Curb Your Enthusiasm that's another show that's like so oh, unique by the by way comedian. you asked me to watch that the other day how was that did you enjoy it I didn't end up getting to watch it after all oh, I know okay. I, I okay. yeah I didn't get to log in sorry Okay, but that's okay. I will I will soon. And the funny thing about Kirby Enthusiasm, which I'll continue with this conversation, because on Thanksgiving, get this, my 11-year-old godson, Lucas, comes up to me, right, because I open what? the door. First thing he says to me, hey, Noah, have, have, have you seen Kirby Enthusiasm? <laughs> and I just looked at back at him, and I was like, Curb Your Enthusiasm? And he's like, yeah, like, it's a really funny show, huh? And I was like, no way, this guy's watching Curb Your Enthusiasm? And, he's eleven. Um, yeah, he's eleven. Oh shit! And I kind of jokingly said that to like her mom, his mom. There's so much cursing in that. Yeah, and I was like, hey, like I, I just want to let you know, like he's watching this, like, and he's like, don't tell my mom. I was like, I have to, like, that's, I don't know, you should be watching it. That's pretty adult. It is very. I mean, adult. It's also dry humor. I'm surprised the kid likes it. I'm I mean, surprised he likes it too, but I think funny. that I think like there's not. Jokes, he's a smart kid. Not, he's a he's a well, wise. Not a wise, but, but like he's still 11 years old. Right. You get me? Like there's just some shit that. But there's some stuff an 11 year old wouldn't relate to. That's like maybe not. But I feel like I'm really surprised. <laughs> I'm not gonna front. Are you sure he said curve and not he like said it's curb always sunny? Because always sunny is more. No, he said curve your enthusiasm. Really, he said curve your enthusiasm. I feel like I want to. I was like the one with the white guy, like. With the old, like, or the white, the, yeah, white the old white guy, guy, and he's, like, he's balding, and he has Glasses. hair, and he's, like, yeah, he he's, like, I was, yeah. like, holy shit. Dude, the face? Yeah. And he's, like, so, he's like some of the things he does are so funny, and I'm, like, ah, oh, oh, dude, so I just, <laughs> I think that's incredible, an 11-year-old. Yeah, For those too. of you who have never seen Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David, I don't know if he has a stand-up career, but he's a comedian. Yes. And this is his show on the topic, mm. keeping it going. Right. Comedian shows. And, um... <laughs> He, his humor is very dry. No. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's dry. It's a yeah. dry humor. It's definitely Uncomf- a sarcastic no, it, humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah sarcastic, sarcastic, dry, 
And pa- there's parody? a lot of there... uncomfort in this show. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're going to feel secondhand embarrassment and, and yes. discomfort for this man. He's so great at that. Yeah, he, yeah, he's Why so, is he so good at that? Because he does the most cringe thing. He, so he does the thing that everyone <laughs> thinks but can't do because they're yeah. rational. He will, say, <laughs> he will say and do things that are just like, you, you don't. Especially the saying, it's like you don't say that. Like you think it, you don't fucking say that. Like there's an episode about tap water. He goes to a dinner party and he drinks the tap water and he's like, Yeah, it doesn't taste good. Like tastes kinda weird, funky. And everyone's just looking at him like, Larry, what the fuck? And he's like, What? You guys all thought it? And he's like, Yeah, but you don't fucking criticize someone's tap water. And you ask them for water. And it's just <laughs> the, the discomfort that you feel from the scene unfolding you're just sitting there cringing you, I, I've watched it with Sabrina and some of my other friends and it's just you feel that secondhand embarrassment of wow. just Larry David being the most <laughs> fucking selfish fool like he knows how to push a person's buttons yes you know what yes, I mean like, like you'll dude. tell him to stop doing something and he'll be like uh, why? I remember. I, don't get it. I remember one episode we watched together in the car, which really kind of like, God, I laughed so much at, and I also kind of cringed a lot at. But it was, it was still like to this day, it's funny. Like I still think about it in a funny light, because he's obviously married, Larry David, in the show, right? And he runs into one of his old exes, <laughs> and this ex is significantly younger than him, like. Maybe like 20, like 15 to 20 years younger. Like, I think she used to work for him, but then like they dated, I guess, afterwards, right? That was like some, how the backstory that they used to, you know, be colleagues. But like, they, they kind of, they didn't date, date, but they like kind of went on some dates. And, anyways, you know, she runs into him and like, oh, you look good and that kind of stuff while his wife is still there. And he's like, oh, and he's just like totally like flirting back with her. And she's like, you want to like grab something like sometime? And he's like, yeah, like he's a single dude. And this, his wife is literally like in the room. And I just, I couldn't remember feeling like, holy shit, like who would do that? Like no one would, but like he's doing it. Like <laughs> he's doing it right here. He making pushes, us feeling uncomfortable as fuck. But it's so funny because we are uncomfortable. He pushes the envelope. Yeah. Jesus. He pushes the fucking envelope. Wow. Shout out to comedians, man. I felt like uh, we definitely sounded high right there. Eh, who cares? It's a it's, good show. I know, I know it's it a is. Good show. I'm just saying. Watch it out. Check check her enthusiasm. Check It's Only Sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. On the same kind of humor. You know, it's fucking, it's fucking great. Anyways. Yes. Done with TV shows. We, yes. We were to talk about college football Correct. really quick. Right, we because don't have back to, s- to the brick wall. Well, it doesn't fucking matter anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Georgia got, Georgia got mopped by Alabama today. They got creamed. Like, yeah. And I, watching it, I was upset. I got upset. Yeah, you did. You texted both Alec and I, and you're like fucking a, like Kirby Smart doing Kirby Smart. Or what'd you say? I said what Kirby, the fuck is Kirby Smart just, doing. Yeah, like I felt he just coached in the worst possible freaking way. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty freaking ridiculous. But you know who else got fucking mollywopped? And I fucking relish in the fact that Oregon. they did the packed exact. Yeah. You know me too well, buddy. Fucking Pac-12 championship Ugh. game. Utah beat them. The score was basically the same. Utah won 38 to 10. And the score was basically the same from previous when they met late late in October. And it yeah. was in Salt Lake. Right. And it was 30 to 7. Right. This was 38 to 10. Like, it it's was a, three, a three up. point difference. Like, it, dude. It's weird how, you know, the Pac-12 is such a mess. It's not even just a match. I mean, it, Oregon won the North fair and square. You're right. And Utah won the South, 12 fair and square. I'm just saying Utah is, or not, excuse me, Utah. The Pac-12 is weird right now because there's no one single-handed t- 
team that's better than everybody. And there's yeah. like there's like four or five top teams, but all four or five of those top teams don't match up well against one another. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like Oregon can take out pretty much any team in the Pac-12, but I think Utah is like another, a team that they're going to struggle with. They're kryptonite? Yeah, they're kryptonite because it's, you know, I'm not saying, because well, Utah does run the spread, but they're just more of a power team. Look. They're still going to run power eye and traps and counters, and Oregon's defense is built to stop more speed. You know, they want to stop the UCLA's, the USC's, the ASU's, UFA's. They don't have linebackers, but they have a great secondary only because they have right. to account. They're in a passing league. Right. The Pac-12 but that doesn't is very, matter when it's the running, The Pac-12 you know? is basically the Big 12 West Coast. Right. And for those of you who are unaware, the Big 12 conference is a conference in, what would you say, Midwest, to South? Uh, yeah, most of, like, the well, Midwest. Mainly and, like, Midwest, South Midwest. Southwest. Yeah. South, definitely Southwest. That's Texas. Is well, that what I think Southwest. I don't, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I, don't I just know. Texas, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Missouri. Kansas. No, Missouri's SEC. Kansas. No, now they were, but they were back Big Twelve. Right. Colorado. Oh yeah. Well, why you got a name? Basically, it's the Midwest. You get an idea. Yeah. And <laughs> fuck, what was it? Oh, oh, it's it's a passing Pac-12. league. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's an air raid league. You know, like there's a lot of passing. The, the, the scores are freaking insane. Like there's you know, not a lot of defense. You in get the a lot of 45, 50, and they 56, all. But I, I would 58. say, but I would say they all match up well. Like there's no Utah of that conference. They're all pretty much the yeah. same. It's just hey, who has faster well, dudes and an accurate, more accurate quarterback? I, I, I think the Pac-12 is that dude. Oregon, clearly, the fact that Oregon got mopped again in the Pac-12 championship game They're is not an as indicator. As Utah, that's why. But it's an indicator that this conference is just like the Big Twelve, but on the West Coast, because no one is better than. The, I'm sure. I think the Pac-12 is better than the Big Twelve. In I'm my willing. I'm willing to bet that Utah is going to play Iowa hard in the Rose Bowl. Ooh, I, I see. That's another bad matchup. That's a Big Ten, though. Isn't Iowa the Big Ten? Yeah, and I think I feel Iowa's like going to manhandle them. They're, they'll manhandle they're Utah. More. That's and the it, thing. That's what's crazy is like the Pac-12. I think matches well with the Big Twelve, but definitely not the Big Ten. Well, and we've I think, seen I think, we've seen Big Ten teams come into Cali. Okay, question: was Penn it, State, USC was a good one. Yeah, that was actually a fucking excellent one. Right. And even despite Trojans winning, that was that made my hopes and dreams yeah, come alive. Yeah, that was again. really nice. Yeah, that made me feel young again. Um, <clears throat> there were some great Pac-12 teams though in the past. Hold on. Oregon's, Stanford's. What was last? What year? Christian McCaffrey was an Iowa Hawkeye, correct? No, he was a Stanford Cardinal. Stanford. Who was the Iowa Hawkeye running back? Or did he slash Iowa? In the Rose Bowl. Did Stanford win that Rose Bowl against Iowa um, that I, year? I couldn't p- remember that off the top God of my head. God damn it. I got to look it up. Okay, hold on. I'm going to look that up. Uh, dang. I, I want to say, it's, was it David Montgomery, the Iowa running back, or was he Iowa State? It was, no, David Montgomery. The guy on the Bears, right? Am I thinking of the guy, same guy you are? 2016 Rose Bowl. Singletary? No, I don't think Singletary was Devin a... Singletary? That's the only Singletary I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he was a Iowa. Who was it? It's not Gerhardt. I'm thinking Gerhardt. Oh, yeah. Stanford again. fucking slashed him 45-16. Who was the running back? This is going to bug me. Christian McCaffrey. He was the MVP of the game. I know, but who was the running back for Iowa? Oh, you want to know the fuck? Oh, shit. Okay. Well, you made it sound like it was going to be something good. Well, I'm sorry. Just hold on. Hold on. Okay, statistics. Oh, shit. LaShawn Daniels. Oh no, no, yeah, no we idea. Were so wrong. No, but they're okay, I, okay they're, so maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't that year. <laughs> McCaffrey went for hundred and seventy two yards and a touchdown that game. Yeah, that's a fucking beast mode. <laughs> but that's the thing, the Pac twelve to kinda of round it off, the Pac twelve doesn't have a team like that. 
and they haven't had a team like that the past three years. Because I feel like all those top five teams are kind of middling. But like I said, you know, Utah, or I think Oregon will beat any team in the Pac-12 except Utah. Regardless of the athletes and five-star guys they got, Utah just plays a different style of football that's going to give Oregon fits. But then Utah is not good enough to win out, and they'll sometimes lose and slip up to ASU or, you know, USC, and it's kind of like, what the fuck? You know? I do know. And I also know that... Colorado's doo-doo, though. Oregon State's pretty doo-doo. Actually, Colorado's Oregon State was solid doo-doo, this year. Arizona's doo-doo. Colorado was not solid this year. Were they? No, Oregon State was solid this year, I think. What? No way. They got... No? They got... I, they got fucking mopped. Okay, right. Well, Cal, Cal was better this year, right? No. Fuck so. you. Just because Cal beat USC tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, USC finished the season uh, on four and eight. We're still gonna fight the fuck on, dude. Because that's what Trojans hey, do. Hey, okay. So tell me this: both our teams got new head coaches. Oregon State was five and four, so that's that's respectable. Not, not bad. Stanford was two and seven, dude. Jeez. Washington two, two and, and seven. Six. Didn't they beat? Ah, uh, they beat USC week two. They beat Oregon. They? they upset Oregon. And they beat overtime. Oregon. Fuck you. Yeah. They, you're right, they did beat Oregon, though. God damn Dude, it. I cannot believe yeah, How they, they were 2-7 and seven and they beat Oregon? Holy shit, I cannot believe Stafford beat us that bad and they're a 2-7 team. Yeah, they beat Oregon in double over, no, overtime, 31-24. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my God, dude, that's sad. <laughs> Their two wins were against USC and Stanford. That's sad. I feel, uh, I'm going to hang myself. That's terrible. <laughs> USC is fucking trash. USC is third from last in the Pac-12 South, and they will finish 3-6. and six. In conference and four and eight overall. That My sounds terrible. God, who? Let's guess their wins. Fresno State. Fresno State. Colorado. ASU. Arizona State. Arizona. No, we lost. No, we lost Arizona State. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. Shit. We needed to beat Arizona State to not have to beat fucking Cal. Yeah. And look how that went. Yeah. No, that was BYU. Shit, I'm getting my teams mixed up. But you guys lost another game. Oh, fuck. I can't. Yeah, lost UCLA. Okay, this is kind of sad. Let's not do this. San, uh, fuck you. San Jose State. <sighs> Washington State. We lost to Oregon State. Oh, my God. This season was terrible. We beat Colorado. And then U of A? Yeah, we beat U of A. Arizona State whooped us 31-16. Nice. UCLA put 62 on us. Okay, so tell me this. Oh, over, God. over, uh, over, under. Let's say I set the bar at nine and a half wins. Can I see for their, next season? Link, yeah, can I see their next season? And, and now that they have Lincoln Riley, let's look up. You could look up their twenty twenty two schedule. But now they have Lincoln Riley. USC has a new head coach, oh, and this. Yeah, baby. And, and now there's stories coming out that Clay Helton and the coaching staff that was there was relatively lazy when it came to recruiting the LA really? area. Fucking That's nice. what I'm hearing. You know, from the Ryan Rosillo podcast. At least he interviewed a lot of guys that are close to the college football game, and that's what they're reporting. So that Clay Helton, they just kind of treated more like a country club instead of the actual oh, boy. team that they're trying to win. So Lincoln Riley is going to change that. Already we're seeing like four or five five-star high school athletes have decommitted from Oklahoma and are now going to USC to follow Lincoln Riley. But now that you have the schedule pulled up, tell me, what do you think? This is more fucking than, trash. Are they going to go? This is fucking trash. Tell me, over under nine and a half wins. Over, under, nine and a half wins? Yeah, are they going to win 10 or 9? Just on our fucking non-conference alone, that's two wins right there and big fucking wins. Okay, who are they? We opened the season against... Rice! Oh, my God! The Owls! Rice <laughs> University where JFK gave a fucking speech about air. Yeah. Like the Air Force or going into space. Nice. Like, the that, fuck out of here. That's where you gave it at? 
Yeah. That's tight. Why the fuck is USC playing <laughs> Rice? We ain't getting in the college football playoff. No, you're not. It's a fucking joke. Okay, ready? Ready? Oh, yeah. the, the USC next needs game? to bounce back. Oh, next okay. game? Yes. <sighs> you ready for this one, buddy? The Fresno State Bulldogs. They're going to yeah. bring their meth needles and trash, and it's going to be ugly, and it's probably in the Coliseum. I bet you we play LA, at... LA's pretty trashy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, we have Notre Dame at home. That's sick. And that's our non-conference. Rice, Fresno State, and Notre Dame. Nice. Okay. Unless we plug someone what's, in. What's the What's the order of those games now like? Or do they so not, not it's see? Rice, September 3rd. Uh, Fresno State, September 17th. And then November 26th is Notre Dame because it's in California. It's always late mm. November. It's early October in South Bend, mm-hmm. late November here. And then we go to Arizona. So that should be another dub. We're in Corvallis at Oregon State. That should be a dub. We're at Stanford. That should be a fucking dub. Like, seriously, come on. Okay. At UCLA, that's going to be rough. That's going to be rough. I, yeah. I, I think, think they, we might lose. But yeah, because it might be too young of a team. Yeah, but let's hope. Arizona State, that's going to be a good team. But we got them in the collie, baby. Yeah. Come on. Come on. You got to feel good about that. Cal, we can exact some revenge. Whoop their ass in the collie. We finished off the season on like a three-game home stretch against Colorado, Washington State, winnable Ooh, games, yes. right? And then at Utah. So you asked me over under nine. That's one, two. I think Notre Dame's probably going to kick our ass again, honestly. <laughs> so that's a loss. At Arizona, I think that's a win. That's three. Arizona State, win. That's four. Stanford, win. That's five. A loss to UCLA. I'll take five and two midway through the season. Fuck yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. We've got Arizona State. That's a dub. In the collie, six. that's six. Cal, definitely. Seven. That's Seven. Colorado, fuck yeah, that's eight. eight. Washington State, doo-doo, that's nine, nine right there. And then that's a lot. Nine and three, I'll take that. Okay. I mean, so, maybe that's not reaching high enough, but like, holy shit. I, after, I, no, nine and after three. After this season? Nine like, and three would on. be an incredible. Even eight and four would be a crazy improvement from last year. Um, Wow. I'm excited. I'm, it's kind of weird to say I because. make sure this is just right, though. Like, holy God, this is trash. Oh, boy, they got the 2023 schedule, too. Nice. Who are they playing on conference? I think they have. Fucking Nevada? <laughs> like, come on, stop opening up like this. Fucking oh. cowards. BYU? BYU plays again. A lot, That's of, cool. a lot of teams do this, though. 2024 is the big one. LSU. LSU. Yeah, I, I think. September? We, we got to make that trip. Yes, we do. We got to make that trip. I can't believe. I we can't... got Ole Miss in 2025. Hell All yeah. right. Hell Lincoln. yeah. Coming Hell back, yeah, right? and they're, they're going to be in the Collie. Lane Kiffin coming back. 2026, we go to Ole Miss? Oh, baby! Oh, baby, I'm excited. I'm so, no, no, I'm excited. Hell yes. Hell fucking yes. Okay. I didn't know we had a home and home with Ole hey, Miss. Hey, with Lincoln Riley, that's going to be nice. That's going to be, that's, oh, that's gonna that's, be good games. That makes me wet. Yeah. Oh, dude, Lincoln Riley, Ole, Lane Wait, Kiffin? Wait, Oh, Lincoln sorry. Riley versus Lane Kiffin, that's going to be crazy good. Oh, shit, yeah. Okay, so give our take. Oh, you know, I, but how many years? That was a live reaction right now. I, I know, know it is. How many Jeez. years? Okay, give me. Let me. Let me answer you this. How many years will it be before Riley gets the team to the national championship? Oh, gosh, dude, you guys think so? Like, I'm just, I'm just. But, asking, but that's the pressure of working right for USC or it like is. being a coach. That's what every coach has to face. You're right. You're absolutely right. Ah. Uh, you want to know how many years it'll take to get to a natty? Okay, how about this? Get to the college football playoff. See, I think that's more fair. Uh, okay, I think it's going to take at least two years. So this year, I'm coming like, to figure out. Well, I guess, actually, I don't think he has to figure out anything. I think he knows what he's got. Plus, mm-hmm. the commits that flip, <clears throat> they might come firing out. Or they might come out firing on all cylinders. And again, that's two softball games. 
to get you there. Yeah. And then you start Pac-12 play at Arizona. Right. right? Oh, yeah, they're going to put and a And then you have home Fresno games State. against Stanford. Right. Mm-hmm. Or actually, you're way at Stanford. And then at Oregon State, then at Stanford. Like, dude, those are winnable games. Mm-hmm. Hostile environments be damned. Like, come on, dude. Those are the lower-tier teams of the Pac-12. If you can't right. handle those, of course you're going to lose against Utah. Of course you're going to lose against Arizona State. Of course you'll lose to UCLA. The better, more kind of formulated and foundation schools where they've already established themselves and they're not reeling off of their next new head coach, their third head coach, what, yeah. in the last four or five years? Like, come on. Right. It's been a turntable at USC and a fucking just a really shameless one. You right. know, one that just every time it just brought not good press for the football team mm-hmm. the ad's looked like they didn't know what they were doing it just yeah. just the entire usc athletic department just wasn't especially just for football there was no commitment to winning at least if no. or there was no commitment to sad. quality that's because the quality they wanted to we, win but they weren't there was no quality they were undisciplined it was just crazy and but, you know, but that that's was just what we're talking about to, with jj like usc like when we were growing up man usc was they were the, the shit. shit they were bigger than nfl teams yes they were. especially here in southern california but look like, at the athletes they had yeah that's what, well, well yeah they don't get usc's those guys got athletes now nah, they we still can't got some that. athletes he just got three five stars in a row correct because of lincoln and Riley. it's gonna be pretty fucking nutty yeah i don't know how the quarterback room is gonna look i probably think that i like jackson dart but we'll see how he handles i think first and foremost though what's his name is gonna hit the fucking uh transfer portal uh, Slovis. Slovis. Keaton Slovis. Well, he's a junior, sure right? Gone. So he could he could go to the draft he's if he not, wanted to. I don't think he's started. I think he lost his job to Dart, and it would be done. And I think Lincoln Riley has done two quarterback okay. system before, right? Or no, you know, has he hasn't? He had Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. Did they ever struggle with two quarterbacks, or was it only? It was just always them. So he doesn't do that. Right. And Jackson Dart's great, but I've also heard this quarterback that we got from Los Altos. He's pretty fucking great too. Los Alamitos. Too. Los Alamitos. Yeah. He's pretty fucking great too. Yeah, so that's why he's a five-star quarterback. I have so no idea what's gonna happen. Maybe they both hit the transfer portal on USC. I says, think See ya. what I'm excited with this, these major coaching movements. Oh, I, we haven't even talked about. I know. Yours. We will, we will. But I'm just saying, there's gonna be some quarterbacks. I think just think good players that go to different colleges. Oh, it's gonna be like free to. agency. Basically, because think about all the kids now at Oklahoma. Caleb Williams, really good quarterback. Where do you think he's going to go? Spencer Rattler, does he want to stay? Spencer Rattler's gone. Right. He already put <clears> on his letter, <throat> yes. but I bet you if you're Caleb Williams, you stay. Dude, the starting job's yours, but, okay. and he's already proved Yes, it. the starting job is yours, but you went And you from... don't even know who Oklahoma's named yet. You're right. It could I'm be saying, someone it's, huge. It's not going to... You think Oklahoma's going to get someone huge after losing Lincoln Riley? Yeah, no they, way. they'll have to. They're going to sputter and get... Who are they going to... Who's available to get right now? Luke Fickle. From Cincy? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a big I, is that coach. is that I don't that's think a that's a name. big hire. That's a hot name. I, and it, of course, it's a big hire. That would be his. F- it's it, it's kind of like a ooh, we gotta wait and see, like because I mean, look, Luke Fickle. Don't get me wrong, he's been successful at Cincinnati, but he's not. Has he done this with a Power f- uh, Five team? That, oh, that's gonna be the question mark. You know okay. what I'm saying? Well, you know it's funny. I think it's ironic that you're saying this. Mm-hmm. Because you used to give me shit when we talked about college football rankings, and I never gave the group of five their fair deal or their fair del- uh, diligence. You and don't. It's funny. But yeah. I think the and, coaching. But what did but you I, just tell me? What because did you tell me? the and coaching, the coaching is different, though. Exactly. Because like, why? Ha- hey, can you it's be lesser than Division One? No, I just think there's less in the group of five. There's more poorly run programs. Mm-hmm. Well, there's plenty of poorly run big time cut programs. I mean, look Kansas. at Kansas. Well, also, hold Oregon on, State. hold on, hold on. Let's not get blinded by what's happened in our face. 
we're finding out that no dig on you, but no dig on my school either. LSU and USC are run poorly. Michigan, oh, yeah, Michigan's were. been run poorly. <clears throat> Let's not act, dude. Yeah. Harbaugh just ah. got his first dub. See, see, you're getting blinded by the ranks. Dude, we've seen Michigan in this before, and they've lost Ohio yeah. State. They've just never been this far. Right. So they finally got past the big demon, and now they're fucking battling. Right. And they're going to get the freaking semifinal against uh, Georgia. Because Bama's so? probably going to get Cincy. <clears throat> Damn, you think they're going to boom Bama to one? And they yeah, I think Cincy? that's the most plausible. Wow. It's the most plausible. Georgia got embarrassed. It wasn't even like they lost a close one. Yeah, and I don't think you want to see... But then, that's the thing. Would you rather... So, the committee's question is, would you rather see a Georgia-Bama remix... Or not remix. Um, rematch. Rematch. Oh, in the remix. <laughs> in the semifinals or in the actual semifinals, championship? Semifinals. It's the Orange Bowl. Right. And so, you would want it... Orange Bowl and Cotton Year, Good Bowl. I think we're thinking the same thing. We want it in the, the, pl- the semifinals. <sighs> that way we... But then... Cause yeah, you don't want to see that in the finals, and I think that well, would be fun. You don't want to see it in the fucking national championship. That's above all else. I don't want to see right. Georgia, Alabama play in the national championship. No. So whatever happens, if they don't play one another in the semifinal, the teams that play them respectively need to fucking beat them, or yes. at least one of them. Yeah. And what if Cincinnati did the unthinkable? To beat Bama? Yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I th- I it's think really that's David that's the Goliath, tu- isn't it? That's the toughest matchup, and I, I I hope the committee doesn't put those two teams together, but I have a feeling that they might. And since he's going to whine because they're like, what the fuck? We got Bama? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I think they could I think they could potentially upset right, Michigan, and I think they could hang with Georgia. You know what's funny? Carl said something on Twitter today. We were talking back oh, yeah, and forth because I tweeted. Shout out to Carl. Yeah, shout out to Carl. Because I tweeted out about the group of five. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, well, like, Bama's in the conversation because it's Bama. And it's like, you know what? I think Bama's earned that. Because they have a proven right. win record, like fifteen years in a row or some 14 shit. Fourteen years, they've 14. won. Yeah, they've been in the they've been in the SEC title fourteen years. No, in the last fourteen years, they've no, been they haven't. In. LSU has been in for two. I can tell you that. Over oh yeah, over Bama. Yeah. No, I think they've won fourteen. That's what I'm saying. Like since the inception, oh. since 1998, because <clears throat> that's when the first championship game was played. Oh. They've won 14 of them. Oh, you're saying you, they won 14 in a row? No, hell no. I was, no, I was no. like, what? Like they've no, won bro. for 14 years. Oh, like, okay, yeah. They have a 14 year streak of, of 22 of conference championships. Yeah. 22. Wow. 23. Like that's nutty, dude. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Like they've been there almost every year of my life, almost. Almost shit. I mean, that's just pure dominance. Very dominant. God damn, you're right. Holy shit. Um, yeah. So you're right. You're, you know right, you're right in the sense that Bama has earned that. Since, since we're on the topic of schedules, I'm gonna look up your LSU Tigers. I want to know. Okay. That, that got me excited. What if you guys have some cool home and homes? Home and homes need to become the new fucking thing, dude. Yes. I, I hate that money. No, I don't hate it. But well, like, let's get it into makes this. Money. LSU did hire Brian Kelly. Oh yeah. All for right, those I, who had, don't know, yeah. I, I have mixed feelings. I'm not a big Notre Dame guy. So I, I never really cared for Notre Dame and liked their program. Obviously, I'm going to respect them and, and, and could say as a non-biased fan, yeah, they, they've been ran really well to the point where they're always in the mix. You know what I mean? So I will give Kelly that credit. However, just recently, I feel like I've seen things from the Twitter people I follow that are into college football, Ryan Rosilla being one of them, and a few other guys you know, in the podcast world a lot of them are, there's a lot of things coming out against Brian Kelly. 
in the sense that Robert Sala and who was the other coach? Do you remember who in that tweet I sent you? There's a young coach that's I think either an NFL head coach now or offensive coordinator. Well, Robert Sala was one of them, and back when they were working at, I want to say it was a Central Michigan, correct? Who? Brian Kelly and. No, you're not. You're you're too young. Yeah, okay, I'm, so I'm, I'm just gonna forgive LSU. me if I'm wrong, but I know Robert Sala coached under Brian Kelly, and basically there was a Christmas party that Sala and this other coach in the NFL got invited to. Now they thought they were gonna be guests because they were part of Kelly's coaching staff. However, they made them work. And when, you know, because it was snowing, I guess, they had to shovel snow at this for this party instead of being actually invited to the party. And so that came out. Oh, okay. There's... Yes. Okay. I now remember reading that tweet. Yes. Yeah. Now, that you, now I'm hearing you speaking. It. Yes. And, and, and there's been other stories that have come out that have spoken, not necessarily like, oh, he's done anything god awful. But Brian Kelly, basically, like the gist of what I'm getting is he's not a great dude. You know, I think that's the one thing you're going to miss from Ed Orgeron. Ed Orgeron, maybe... Ed Orgeron's not the best dude either. No, maybe he's not a great X's and O's guy, but he, I want to say he's a good dude, genuinely good dude. Look, I don't think he's a piece of shit, but, like... He did, yeah, I know, he did let some shit fly that he probably shouldn't have at fuck, Or he, he definitely shouldn't have Yeah, that's, that's complicated. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say he's chaotic neutral. That, but that's I think, exactly what I'm gonna well, say. he got there, he took over. That was still the year, either right after or during the year he took over for less miles. Right, some of that stuff that went down. So it's like that was a transition year. Like, you know, I I, I don't know. I I'm not gonna take all the blame away from Ed Orgeron because he does play a factor in it. But you know, I I think there is some complications in not having your own class those first two years. And I think that's what Lincoln Riley will need. Maybe the second year he can overcome that, but his first year for sure. You know, what kind of guys does he have as juniors and seniors right now, and can they fit his system on the fly, or what does he do? Do you want to know? Your schedule for 2022? Yes, please. Tell me So something. your non-conference is pretty boring, but you do have one good matchup, and that's versus Florida State opening weekend of college football. Interesting. Not a bad. We're going to stomp and them. And the Caesar. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm thinking. You, you're nice, going to stomp them, stomp. and you're going to feel good until you start SEC play. Because mm-hmm. your first game, you start that September 17th, and that's against Mississippi State. Winnable game, though. Right. And then you have the Lobos. Wow. They have the Lobos of New Mexico. So you could be 3 now. In Baton Rouge. Yeah. In Baton Rouge, which is nice. And then you go to Auburn. Might be a loss. you have Tennessee at home. Should be a win. Then you got Florida, and you're in the hill. We play Florida good, but I'm going to say that's a loss. Then you got Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin, the Lane Train, coming to town. I say that's a win. And then you got Bama. It's probably going to be a night game. Damn, they hung with Bama this year, and they had no business in doing so. I right. think they win next year. So did Auburn. Yeah, and then, and yeah. Guys, oh, yeah. And then you guys go to Fayetteville and have a scary little game there because I know I it's scary. I think Arkansas. If we beat Alabama, we Arkansas we gets beat us. Arkansas for sure. And then you no, got, no. I'm saying the Arkansas gets us slipping because oh, we're like, oh okay. yeah, we're cocky. Uh, you know what I think is gonna get you slipping? A and M too. UAB. Oh, UAB. UAB comes into fucking. Wow. That's the tune-up before A and M, but you're in College Station. Damn. Ooh, but 2023 they, they they gets gotta, fun. Damn, they got. But I think they got to be Arkansas because Arkansas took the boot and like LSU's had that boot for like I want to say a solid oh, seven the eight beehive, years. The Golden Beehive boot. Yeah. All right, 2023, your freaking non-coms a little more fun. It's Florida State again, nice. but this time in a, in another location. So you guys, it seems like Florida State just likes paying. I bet you guys stomp on them all the time. But it's like a good matchup for the preseason polls because you'll you'll both be ranked. Yeah. Preseason, nobody knows anything about you. Right. Florida State would be like six, 16 or 17. And then you guys have Grambling, 
I think that's a oh. fucking like historic. Like it'll be like a nice a, game. Yeah, it'll be a cool little matchup. I think in you guys will probably or out of LSU. No, in LSU. Come okay. on, not in Groundling. <laughs> but you guys have Army too in LSU. I Army? bet you Army upsets uh, you guys. Army. Yup, October twenty first. No. I bet you. I bet Are you, you Army. Yeah, I bet you Army upsets you guys. Why is LSU playing Army? That's that's and a then joke. you and then you play Georgia State. Dude, that's that's <sighs> that's, that's a really bad schedule for twenty twenty three. That's just non-conf. I know. Well, USC we know. at 2024. You play get US play Rice. Oh, UCLA again. Nice. Oh hell yeah. And then you got South Alabama. They need to make up for that. The US UCLA fucking curb stomped LSU. Yeah, that was a joke. That looked bad. Oh look at that. 2025. Clemson. You're at Clemson, man. I like that. Dude, that's awesome. And then you got Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. Fair enough. That is a decent oh, matchup. That's 2025. Let's see. Dude, they got all the way to 2030. Holy shit. Who's in 2030? Just script to 2030 after this one. Then you want me to go to 2030? Yeah. Well, who was in that year? I just want to see. No, fuck it. I'm just going to okay, see. Go hop into 2030. Oh, you've only got one game. You're ASU. at Arizona State. At Arizona State? Yeah, you're because at. Because we should go to that game, too. <sighs> I'm going to go see your like Tigers. Five, what, a four or five-hour drive to Phoenix? NIL, NIL rules, I'll buy an LSU jersey. Mm. You guys play Oklahoma? Hey. Wait, that's, hold on, that's the 28th. Let me check the 27th. If you guys are at Oklahoma, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's a home and home with Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. But you have to wait so long. <laughs> you have to wait seven years. <laughs> wait, wait, no, six, six years. Five. five, I guess. Five, because next year is 2022. Fuck, already. dude, you have to wait so fucking long. Do you think Brian Kelly makes it all five years? I personally say no. I don't. I. I don't. The, from the things that came out, and we both know this, Louisiana is such a different place. To be actually down in the Bayou, I think that's something that Edo had and it, as an advantage because he's a Bayou boy. He's close to they LSU. Still fired his ass. And they still fired his ass. I know. I was kind of bummed to hear that, but Kelly, I, I think he's gonna lose a lot of Louisiana kids, and I don't know if he'll be able to recruit the same like dogs that. I don't know why I said dog like that, but the same guys, <laughs> it's like the same guys that he get that LSU should get. I don't know if he's gonna be able to recruit them. And I'm kind of, you know, a little, not worried, but mm, not as confident as Kelly as people are in Lincoln Riley at USC. So that's our college football segment section of the show. Who else is still coachless? Is it a? It's not Florida State, is it? They have a coach. No, Florida State Te- has a coach. Texas A and M has a coach. Oklahoma needs a coach. Texas has a coach. Ole Miss has a coach. Ole Miss just extended their coach. Shout out to Lane Kiffin. Who, uh, I thought somebody else got fired. Was it just those two, I well, guess? Well, there's been tons of people that are fired, but no. Well, I guess, okay, so Notre there. Dame and... No, Notre Dame named Oklahoma. Oh, they did? Yeah, the coordinator from within. Like, I can't remember his name. Okay. But I just Googled it, though. Um, anybody from the Big Ten missing? Anybody they, from the they Big Ten? They got let go? No, I don't think so. ACC? Miami guy still there? Miami guy? Mario what? Cristobal? No, that's that's the guy from that's the guy. He might Oregon, he isn't take it? Miami. Yeah, he might he might leave. Oh, you think Oregon's not as good as Miami? Oregon is not as good as No, he's a Miami guy though. Like mm. he's from Miami. Oh, okay, okay. Where did he come from? Coach Freeman is his name. Oh, oh that's his last name. Yeah, I'm trying to find his fucking first name. Interesting. College football, man. Uh, it's weird to say this, but I'm excited for next year, even though this year there's still something to, to go. I'm trying to find a job that'll let me live all my life. Marcus Freeman, yeah, that's his name. Okay. Shit. 
Hey, uh, Deion Sanders. Shout out to Deion Sanders. Jackson, what was it? Jacksonville State, right? Yeah, Jackson won their State? first SWAC championship. Yeah, Southwestern American Conference. Hell or yeah. Athletic Conference. So I know we're rambling at this point, but like, goddamn, dude, college football's been fun. I'm, it's I'm, gonna be. I think it's gonna be more fun next I'm year. Sad I think that we're it's bummed. Over. I think we're bummed because USC and LSU yeah. suck. Like historically bad. Yeah, they're not, not even making bowl. bowls. Yeah, bro. I'm so happy we're not making a bowl though. We but like, who am like I gonna trash. root for in bowl season now? Like there's, just there's, watch uh, or maybe well, don't watch at all. Who cares? So just watch NY6. No, but there's, there's usually like three bulls that I really want to get into. Like, NY6 I mean, makes Because I, I, I see their matchup and I'm like, oh, that's a good matchup, you know? Um, I can't even think of any off the top of my head. The Fiesta Bowl usually has a good one. But no, there's usually like a, like the Liberty Tax Lair Bowl. Oh, like, the it'll Texas be like, Bowl is good? It'll be like no, two middle No, the Outback Bowl. The Outback Bowl. Outback Bowl? Yeah, the Outback Bowl has fucking awesome matchups sometimes. I, I think we got to go back and look at the 20... 20 uh, bowl season and see how that went. Because I, I feel like there was a historic you know matchup what? in that. I'll tell you what bowl season is good for. On a Wednesday day when you have nothing to do. Yeah. And there's college football on. Exactly. That's what bowl games are good for. Exactly. Meaning they're not good for anything. They're kind of fucking pointless. They're pretty big consolation prizes. There needs to be something within the NCAA so like it makes it worthwhile you know, because these bowl systems just aren't doing it. They're just money flows. Other than the NY6 with the Rose Bowl, Peach Bowl, Cotton Bowl, uh, Sugar Bowl. What am I missing? I know I'm missing one of the bowls. Mm-hmm. In, in any point. It's all a money grab, which isn't bad. But like, oh, the Fiesta Bowl. Um, It's not bad. It's just a big, huge fucking money grab. Right. And you know what, man? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because if you're putting on a college game on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday afternoon, I guarantee you, they know no one's going to watch that. Hmm. Why do you think they don't play the Rose Bowl on a fucking Tuesday? I think they don't think no one's going to watch that, but I think it gives some... Better yet? It's a small percentage of, like, hardcore college football fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but they I, don't want the hardcore... Co- they Just like baseball wants non-baseball fans to watch baseball. Hmm... College football wants the same. It's all about eyes on the telly, my guy. Kentucky, NC State, 23-21. That was last year? Yeah, it was a good game. Were they ranked? I think the game I'm thinking of was Oklahoma State versus Miami. Oklahoma, 37 Last year's Sugar Bowl was fun, I think. Wasn't it Baylor? Uh, Yeah, I think it was Baylor. It was Baylor and who? Which, by by the way, Baylor University won the Big 12. They are Big 12 champions. So congrats to the Baylor Golden Bears. Oklahoma versus Florida was fun last year, too. No, actually, they whomped on it. Never mind. Was that the Orange Bowl? Uh, It was the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl. Man, that's yeah, a fun fuck. one. On the Texas State Fairgrounds. I don't see any Baylor on here, buddy. No, they didn't make it? Last nah, year. Maybe they didn't. Texas A&M, North Carolina was the Orange Bowl. Oh, that was a good matchup. That was they, great. Everyone thought North Carolina was back because... Iowa State stomped on Oregon. Jesus. On the bowl game? Yeah. What bowl game was it? The Fiesta? Oh, jeez, that's not great. Mm-mm. Okay, but we got sidetracked. We started off with talking about Utah beating up Oregon to win the pack. God damn. Uh, Baylor beat Oklahoma State for the Big 12 championship, 21-16. to Oklahoma State came so close, yet they were so far. Oh, San Diego State, a favored. They lost. I know Max Air Jordan's happy about that one. Because he was like, fuck SDSU, and they got stomped 46-13. Nice. Your upset pick of App State did over, not happen. Uh, over Western Kentucky? No, no. Louisiana Raging Cajuns? Yeah, the Raging Cajuns, yeah. They that they they did not rage, nor did they cage uh. Appalachian State. Oh, I'll wait. Yeah, I should wait, huh? Yeah, yeah, I'll wait. 
you fucking animal. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati took care of their business, 35-20 to 20 in the American. Michigan won their first ever fucking Big Ten title. Nice. That's unbelievable. Good for Michigan. Pittsburgh looked great. I think it's going to be a tie between Bryce Young and Kenny Pickett. Nice. I like Kenny Pickett. As do I. I don't like his last. Who do you game. think? Okay, so who do you think Pittsburgh can take in the bowl game? You think they could take a, uh, let's say them in. Um, I think the tie-in is the Orange Bowl. Them in, but you think them and Oklahoma State would match up well? Pittsburgh and Oki State. Oh, I don't or would they get? Because I don't think they'd match up well against Ohio State. No, no, it's the Orange Bowl is semifinal, so it gets rotated to probably like the Peach Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it'll still be ACC and what is it, Big Twelve? Okay, no so maybe, SEC matchup maybe. Oh, so they yeah. might see like Ole Miss. Oh, po- yeah, potentially. That'll be a fun game. Maybe A and M, Arkansas, maybe. I'm not sure. Any SEC school would be kind of good. Any Big Ten school would do well too. I mean, it's got the potential. In any case. Yes, we should wrap this up because. Bowl season's coming. We got Army Navy next Saturday. Yeah, that yeah. does mean something. Bowl selection Sunday uh, tomorrow. is is tomorrow. <laughs> the day this comes out. It's so tomorrow, dog. Yeah. So obviously, if you're a college football fan, get excited. Alec Romero, get excited. <laughs> Chris Bullock, get excited. <laughs> Andrew Pasquini, get excited. Andre Newell, get excited. <laughs> Mac Terry Jordan, get excited. <laughs> We're all excited for college football. Guys, this has been the Front Row Seat, episode 39. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I'm Noah Alvarez. I'm Jacob Fanshaw. Follow us on Twitter, at underscore Noah Alvarez. At Jacob Fanshaw. <laughs> and then... <laughs> My head hurts. <laughs> Fuck. And then follow the Twitter for the podcast, at Front Row Seat Pod, at Front Row Seat Pod. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Episode 39, man. I had fun. As did I. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you stood in for the duration. (laughs) Peace.